Welcome back to episode 37 of the All Music Is Good podcast. The podcast that takes a deep dive into a bunch of recent releases. We like to get right in there to try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we're checking out albums from Diplo, Koji Radical, and the Elzai Georgia Almoldro collab. Now, for all those who didn't tune in last week, I can't imagine that there'd be many because our listeners are such loyal and they're a loyal and fabulous fan base. But for those who aren't clued, in, clued into the last episode's breaking news, after episode 35, um, poor performance by my co-host, Eric Bloom, um, meant that he was sacked for his inability to, to be good at podcasting in general. He's now been relegated to the world of street press with the goal of working his way back to the main event that is Your Music Is Good podcast. And the fact that he went on paternity leave is neither here nor there in my book, and especially in the unregulated world of podcasting. So as he plies his wares down in the reserve grade, we will review his progress and see if his efforts are worthy of a recall in the near future. Now, when you're after a replacement host, you don't muck around. And it's pretty obvious that you need to call on the services of a heavy hitter. Someone who's had a song that's been streamed like at least a billion times before you'd even consider asking them to co-host with you. Anyone under a billion, I think, would just be a step down. She did an admirable job last week in her first attempt in the big chair. But podcasting is a fickle world, so we're expecting so, so much more tonight from her. So with no pressure aimed in her general direction, can I welcome back to episode 37, the jewel of the South Pacific, the queen of Melbourne's soul, the tour de force herself, Miss Kylie Aldist. Kylie, welcome. Thank you very much, Was. Thank you for coming to Map 16. <laughs> Map 16 being In Glenroy. your Melways yes, street not, directory. Not Gregory's street Never. directory. Not Gregory's, no. No. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for coming back out, out here again. Um, yeah, sorry that I made you do so much heavy lifting last week. <laughs> I feel up. a bit embarrassed. I really, th- I am very new to this task and um, I, I work well with direction. Well, do better is, I, is my direction I have for a this factory week. brain was if you'd like to just like help me out at any time, I'm willing to help. I'm a heavy lifter. Has, <laughs> I've got muscles. Look at these guns, mate. Looking good, man. <laughs> looking good. Let's do this week. How's your week been? Well, I got my vents cleaned. <laughs> Excellent. Are they the um, the floor vents mm-hmm. that you have to yep. do and I pre-winter? Actually, I'm actually sweating right now because I, I can't turn my head off because I love it so much. Because it's the first day of autumn. <clears throat> Sorry, on the 20th it was. Um, yeah. So um, I'm ready for winter and I only waited 17 years. <laughs> I've got those sink vents. As well. I've got um, duct, ducted <laughs> vents as well and winter comes and it gets turned on. And it's so funny you said that because last night – my partner said, can we turn the heater on? I'm like, no, no, let's not turn it on because like the dust all comes out and yeah. I just get the worst hay fever. Well, and I then I'm just up. like in agony for like weeks. I filled up the vacuum cleaner of Mr. Ducts and I can very much recommend them. I loved speaking to Steve on the phone and then Stephen, another guy, came out and did it. This sounds like an unofficial podcast sponsor. I you think should it, save this. It sounds pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, anyway, that's uh, something to do with my week. Uh, the did rest you of see, the week did you been... see how much dust? No, taken out. I, I felt you? sad because I wanted to see and he was telling me about it because like one time somebody came to clean my carpets and they said that was the most disgusting <laughs> carpet they'd ever seen. So I, I got form. So if he didn't see it, did he actually 
Okay, anything? I think, you know, he was just like, what I mean, are do? you just talking it up? He goes, no, you're lucky because I've kind of, I've gone to people's houses and I've vacuumed up their stuff and there's just nothing there. And I'm, they're going to pay me the same money. I'm like, yeah, mate, I got my money's worth. No worries about that. So okay. I'm wrapped. So that was one good part of my day, um, or my week. Uh, the rest of it's been spent cooking and cleaning for people that are quite ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not go there. Um, and yeah, trying to write some music, which has uh, made me feel like Guy Smiley from this, uh, Sesame Street. What does he look like? Uh, he's a dude that plays. You know, he tries to play. Ses- he tries to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano, and then he oh. gets it wrong so many times, and he bashes his head on the keyboard and goes, "I'll never get it." I vaguely remember <laughs> that, but remember we had the conversation last week about the song One Two Three Four Five Six yeah. Seven, and you didn't know that was the Pointer Sisters, oh, and we had a big argument what? about it. You're crap on about how much I don't know because you know everything but I knew something you didn't and that's how to get your freaking car in reverse so shut up that's true that is true we should talk about that sometimes I know things so like (laughs) Like so, I bought it. Okay, it was the Pointer Sisters. You're right. It was the Pointer Sisters. So, and like speaking cars, I did buy a new car. He did this week. Everybody was has got a new car. He's only had a fucking piece of shit Mazda for about six hundred years with a thing on the top. Apparently, it's called a pod or something. I don't know what it's called. A roof pod. A roof pod, but it had not. No, not that that's a big deal, but it had gaffer tape all over it because it was broken. And then he thought it was going to be cool because he changed the ugly black gaffer tape to some white gaffer tape or some shit. I don't know, but you thought it looked good. I don't know. Your kids were pretty embarrassed about it. So now he's like a real fresh guy. Okay, so two things, two (laughs) things. The roof pod, I need to attention that first. So the roof pod, what happened was like literally two weeks after buying it, I forgot how high my car was with the pod on it and I backed it straight back into like like a low car park and I like cracked it open Ugh. and then like as penance. Did it fit in Maccas? I, I, yeah, it fit in Maccas but I just like my, one of the offices where I work like has a, like a double story car thing that goes up and down with a key uh. and I backed straight back into the top part of it and Not so yeah, as penance, I just thought for the next, however long I have this car, I'm just going to drive it <laughs> with a crack roof pod just to show what an idiot I was. So That's basically great. for the last 10 years, well I've driven <laughs> with a gaffered you up roof it. pod. I owned it. That's I owned it. Was. But I then literally, it. so yeah, I bought a new, I bought a new secondhand car this week and it's just, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I bought a ute. Like with a, <laughs> He's like a man. A <laughs> on the back. And, and I've got to tell you, like it's changed my world in like lots of many ways, in, like, in so many ways. Like, so I got in this seat, I bought it off this guy and I got in the car and it's got like nine settings on the radio on AM <laughs> and five of them were tuned to SEN Sports Radio mm. and the other four were tuned to 3OW. And like, <laughs> so now like I'm just, in, like I'm just driving profiling. around. I'm thinking about like the lack of policing in Victoria and also like juvenile delinquency and like people on the dog and it's getting me angry. And I think this ute is just changing my life. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because you need to remember. I think, is that a good thing? No, it's not actually a good thing. No, because I, I remember that this happens to me too, because sometimes I forget, I get in cars with my kids and they change the station to whatever they want to listen to. And then I become angry and on edge. And then I, I was talking to my friend in my exercise class today and she was saying, I listen to ABC Classic FM and it calms me down. I'm like, yes, I forgot about ABC Classic FM because I only used it as punishment for my son one time. Um, But like I just really, I need to not have ads. I need to just not think about lyrics that I haven't written. I need to, you know, it it Mm. really is so calming, even though they use it as um, a deterrent at railway stations for teenagers. Well, look, 
I mean, I will, like Radio National is my jam. And so at some stage when I work out how to use it, I'll change them all. Yeah, you'll still National, get the bad news. Just It'll just back. be in a... In a <laughs> It'll know, be more global. With, yeah, with more verbs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The grammar will be far better. Um, the other big thing this week, like when I look back at the um, the metrics for last week and the ratings, like <laughs> the highest point of the show was when I talked about like my 20-point game and um, over 35s basketball, Division 1. Right. And so I just sort of give an update this week that we beat the top team. Um, Aren't you supposed to wait till the, till the closing credits of the news to talk about sport? Uh, this... <laughs> This is this is where we're going to move into the next okay, segment. Right. So I'm talking so about sport now. And now here's Warren Hunter with the news. I'll about do sport. sport, and then I'll do the weather, <laughs> yeah. and then um, then we can move <laughs> on to I guess. Um, yeah, so I only shot eight points this week, but we mm. beat the top team. So like you know, I think I gave off a lot of assists. Now assists aren't that special, but like you know, for people who play the game, they do. For people who do assists, they, they realise that the team that it's a team player that that does that. So yeah, we we beat the top team and by how much? Uh, by like eleven points, and it was it was a pretty big thing. So we went and celebrated. Did uh, you hurt yourself? Uh, no, no, we went and celebrated <laughs> with some wines afterwards. At <laughs> wines on Poth, and you know. Over 35s, Division 1. and there is, about the wines. And I, and I just want to point out that there is only one division. So Division 1 is <laughs> the only division and there's only six teams. And you beat them. <laughs> we beat them. So it's big. So, yes, well done. That, I've just said that for the metrics this week so we can keep our ratings up. That's great. Um, Everyone likes a winner. Anything else? Um, well, I didn't buy a new car. What else could I? No, I can't didn't think win basketball. I didn't do any basketball. I'm, mm. No, actually, I, I'm about to drive to San, Sandringham for basketball. Do you know where that is? I don't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, it's just near my house. But yeah. I, have, I have children that play basketball, so I do a lot of driving to basketball. But um, yeah, nothing to report on that. And you got some gigs coming up this week, I think. I do. Yes. We'll t- shall we talk about them at the end? Well, if I get this podcast well, out <clears> before <throat> this weekend, oh, then yeah, you okay, could well, say that. Get on with that. I've got a gig coming up this weekend. Um, I've got a what is it? Saturday night. I'm doing like a country and western show. Uh, and gospel at the Memo Theatre with my friends. Keep the circle unbroken. I love those guys and I've toured with them. We've had the best times. We've been to plough museums in Japan. <laughs> I love it. We've seen some dead, dead dogs on the bar. We're like, it's it's a deep scene. I love those guys. Anyway, so, yeah, that's with a lot of famous people that um you can look up. Uh, Deborah Byrne, mm, uh, Mick Thomas, uh, kind of in Jimmy Phoenix, me, um, on and on and on. And then on the next morning... Uh, I have to get up and go and back it up again and I'm going to be doing a lovely show in the daytime, a festival sort of thing, uh, out of the park picnic at uh, Edwards Lake yeah. uh, in Reservoir. Darabin Festival, I think it and, is. Yeah, Nettie kept on saying Reservoir, but it's actually Reservoir. <laughs> and uh, my band is going to be playing there for the Reservoir locals. So, yeah, come on down. Beautiful. A picnic. Love it. All right. Well, how about we... Um we could talk about you all night, but I'm sure our guest has probably got <laughs> well, about 100, 100 gigs <laughs> lined up as well. Um, so maybe we'll give her a gig guide out towards the end of the show, but I'm going to throw to you, Carla, and you can introduce <clears throat> tonight's <throat> guest. Oh, my God. There's too many things to say, and I just put it on my mind. Hopefully some of them are good. Oh, no. Not at all. All right. Here we go. Okay. Sorry. You have to edit, edit that. I'm not editing edit anything. Edit my go for sh- it. pages. <laughs> Ooh, it's so exciting. Mm. I'm just not reading right now. No, I am. Tonight's guest has one of the finest voices in this country. She's graced your televisions, competing in uh, season three of The Voice. She's a singer, songwriter, actress, performing on uh, shows such as, um, I've got to get to you about the name of these shows, but like Jill Scott, Dreamgirls. She's a mother, a partner. I've had the privilege of performing and writing with her. Uh, her socials game is as strong as her voice. I don't really know how to do a story, but she just like 
comes straight up and goes in your face and is all beautiful and clever and I don't think you I don't think she even like presses repeat anyway she's um I, I learned this word today monominous <laughs> <laughs> she has a one name like just ah, the one name right yeah. good thank so you so she's like that. Kylie Madonna and Prince I like it yeah monominous <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that was a word either word. Yeah. I love it um yeah so she's um I was uh I was watching a, I got to sing with her on stage at uh, the corner one night and I was backstage with my son Reggie having a bit of a cry about her and going, I was just like, oh, she's so amazing. And I, I feel, remember I this. Like Reggie said she, you and, passed the torch. Reggie goes, it's okay. I said, it's okay. I can finally, I can finally retire. I can give up now. He goes, yep, mum, you can. And then we we're just like, oh, he was like, it's all good. It's cool. She, it, we're like, this is great. And then she just turned around and goes, I'm so happy to be singing with Kylie Waters. I'm like, what? She's talking about me, but I'm loving her. <laughs> and it was just such a special moment. And I just was like, yeah, I felt like, okay, so I felt that the future was safe in her hands. And she's done, she's put out a lot of singles and um, you can see a lot of stuff that she's done um, on, on, online on, you know, all your platforms. But um, her first album, I was, I was happy to go and see uh, her uh, launch this at the Nightcat to a mind-blowing theatrical experience, which apparently she's still paying off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all are. We're all paying for music. We all pay to play. Good cost money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pay to and play. Yeah, so there is, a, there is talk that she may be doing some other new uh, amazing things and she will be wearing crowns of many colours in the future and her name is Tando. Uh, welcome. Tando, welcome. Hey. <laughs> welcome. Hey, can I, before you start, can I just say something? Because, like, when... Every night that we do this podcast, generally as we come over to whoever's house we're doing it at or online, I normally have the music for what the album's playing online in the car just to sort of refresh and know what's going on. And tonight I'm like, I'm just going to listen to some Tando on the way over. And then like I didn't end up listening to um, anything else. I listened to the Life in Colour album, which I'm still waiting for Liz. I want to get you to sign my album. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Liz Stringer <laughs> to give me my album that she's Liz. got. Ah! Give me yes. my freaking album, Liz. Olivia, get on with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've got to get that. But, oh, man, it was so good. It felt so good. Thank you. <laughs> and I heard the launch, but it's awesome. Oh, spectacular. Thank and you. they had to do two nights because it was sold out. Yeah. How are you? I'm really good. <laughs> you look How amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Gosh, that introduction was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you can use it in your, uh, your uh, what do you call it, your press, EPK. I totally will. I'll need to get a copy of that. Thank you. <laughs> Um, let's talk, let's talk through it. So Canberra. Yeah. Via anywhere or Canberra to Melbourne? Canberra to Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. I moved here when I was 17 mm-hmm. when I finished year 12 because I heard that this is where you come to become an artist. Where'd you go to school in Canberra? I went to Canberra High. Whoa. Canberra High, CHS represent. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> and then Lake G College, which was right across the road from the Maccas that I worked at. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. I think I've got a Big Mac reference tonight, actually. Um, <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> and was that, so is Canberra High like a music school, like strong music school, or it wasn't? Were you like... Nah, not at all. Um, it was, it's funny because like we had the most incredible faculty, like the performing arts department was like so full of talented people but there weren't really many opportunities to like really dig in and find yourself as an artist. There was actually some like random singing conference that was happening in Melbourne when I was in year 12 and the school sent me here to come to that. Like they paid for everything, like bought my oh, ticket. Cool. And awesome. Was that so like Ormi or something like that, was it? Or nah, just... it was called the Dream Inc. Music Ooh. Workshops and they were run by Michael Parisi oh, and okay. David yeah. Jan. So was that your, yeah. your teacher in, in school was... 
what like helped you to find that yeah yeah that's great so you're and a great then, music like, teacher that's all you need yeah. she was like the reason that i thought oh music is a real thing that i could actually do <laughs> like she really hyped me up from day one so well, yeah fantastic I what's be her name here. we better talk her up Joella Keach. Thank you, Joella. Thank you, Joe. And so was that, so were you, what were you doing in high school? Were you doing musicals? Or were you doing bands? Or yeah, doing yeah, musicals. So I played Dorothy in a production of The Wiz, yes. which was awesome. Um, and obviously <laughs> in my adult life then learnt that Quincy Jones obviously composed all these songs. So oh, yeah. like as incredible as they were. So I still do a lot of those songs in some yeah. of my like concept shows so that's awesome um and then just a lot of songwriting so i used to like lock myself in the piano room at lunchtime and just play piano in the dark and <laughs> oh, awesome. figure out how to play keys so, so yeah. you were you were a um, piano player you you've got you i'm not trained. good at it Classically no, no. Trained, none of us trained are. piano player no. you are, was shut up enough for <laughs> songwriting anyway but not, you just not trained out. i just figured it out oh, which is amazing. so funny because i'm a piano teacher now <laughs> what are you serious <laughs> i thought you have to have like a thing like hey cert four <laughs> you just have to have experience for cert four don't tell the school principal oh, that. Like, I mean, I aced the interview, so I got the job. But delete, delete. Watch this. This is a G. G. This is the fifth. No, the kids are like, "How do I play this?" And I'm like, "Hmm, let's work it out together." Let's get on YouTube. Let's check it out. Let's see a tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very that. No, it's good though. I, I love it. I love it so much, and it's like teaching me a lot as well because. I know all this stuff. I just don't know how to like yeah, articulate yeah. it. So hey, yeah. well, we're we're a holy trinity tonight because yeah. none of us. Well, actually, I was trained, but not. I didn't go to um, music school. Um, mm. So like, we're we're both from the country, Carly and I, oh, yeah. and it was sort of like it's such a different vibe coming to Melbourne. We all came to Melbourne, and it's like. And I don't know how to play an instrument. I mean, you do, even though you taught yourself. But like, I I remember trying to teach, and I couldn't do it because um, I just felt embarrassed and didn't know how to tell people. But mm. um, Damon. I found out that I, I like mentoring and Damon was saying, well, you probably know a lot of things that you don't know that you know, mm. you know, and we do because we work in it. Yeah. And so if people ask me a question, I can answer it, but I can't just come in the room and go, right, do this. Yeah. So yeah. That's quite hard. So you came to Melbourne. Yes. And where, what, what happened? I was studying um, at JMC Academy in oh, yeah, South yeah. Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. Met a whole bunch of musicians and made a band to play my songs and it was really cute because it was just, it was really it was really bad. Still got the same music or what? Uh, not all of them. No, no. We've <laughs> Are you still friends with them? I mean like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. that was James JMC was James C? Yeah, yeah. It was such a it was a big vibe, wasn't it? Like it was pre Early arts. days. Yeah, pre collards, um, pre aim. Pre a lot of the stuff. It was yeah. the yeah. sort of um private place that you would go to. Yeah. To do oh, like okay. sound engineering and music and you see yeah, all the other degrees like hands. the sound engineering one and like the business management one they were all awesome but the music program was really weird because like every tom dick and harry could walk into that yeah. program so like putting the ensembles together was really hard because you can say that now can't you it doesn't exist <laughs> james it doesn't exist no anymore. it's still very oh, much still exi- oh, God, it exists <laughs> right. but like it's, it's good like, the game yeah the culture has definitely shifted like i feel like they're a little bit more selective about who they sort of let through the program okay. so <laughs> Um, it's good. People can sort of really earn their place there, which is great. Um, and then I randomly joined a reggae band and dropped out because I was like, I'm playing gigs now. I don't need this degree. Oh, no. Hell yeah. I, I wish I finished it. I'm oh. not going to lie. <laughs> but, oh. you know, you learn. Can you get an honorary one? Because, you know, you're talking good stuff about them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Don't you, show What's anyone. the thing that you get when you're really famous and you get an honorary doctorate or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My uncle got an honorary, like, Surgeon of the Pacific, yeah. I yeah. want one of those. Yeah, yeah. I want one too. <laughs> yeah. How do we get one? How much do you have to pay? You have to spend quite a lot of time cutting into people. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Um, yeah. So, cool. how many? So, when did you release your first EP, your first album? My first EP was 2016. Um, it was called Digital Love Letters, and like this record, I just hold so close and dear to my heart because it was my first thing of being like. I'm a musician. Yeah, the first one's like, big. Artistically directed the thing and like picked the songs and I was yeah, in the yeah. sessions and I got to like pick what instruments were going to be played and wow. it was just, it was really Producer. cool. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that that's what I was doing, yeah. you know, so I didn't credit myself for any of that, but it was so incredible being able to learn like what sounds I like, what sounds I don't, how so to communicate that to a can producer. Can you please tell me that you didn't sign it off to somebody else for the rest of your life? No, listen, okay. it literally, I've got the I've got the, <laughs> the WAVs and all the stems on my hard drive at home. Like, <laughs> yes. no one. Oh, wow, that's cool. Go no you. one has any of this stuff. I've never given my thing to oh, anyone. Phew. I don't know. Thank you, I Lord. mean, except for probably the song in the background. That's, yeah. that's, that's Somebody's somebody. listening in the background now. They're coming straight to your door the tomorrow. It's like, Sign why are you using that song? Yeah. That song that's going on in the background, like, I actually called a mutual friend Audrey on the way over here tonight. Yeah. I'm like, going, what did you work on this? Because it's like, sounds like how you would sing sort of stuff, you know? It's, um, it's lovely. Have Is you that got the a one permission with... to use it in the, in the podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we signed a contract before we started tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's all legit. It's all legit. <laughs> I expected it. So, hey, hey it. it hasn't gone. It's not going live to air. We can change anything as we go along, okay? So nothing's set okay. in stone. Is it, okay? is it on a different track, is it? Uh, yes, on a separate track. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> it's not my first radio car. Come on. Okay, so 2016, you did your first it's album. Mine. And, like, the first album is always, like, a big deal because, you know, you, you it's such an emotional journey to write songs. Mm-hmm. And then you look back now and you go, why did I write a five-minute epic when I could have just like edited it down to three minutes and made a really good song and why did I make these choices but like yeah it's such a it's such a big thing how yeah. many tracks is on that there were six tracks on it and I toured it literally from 2016 through to about 2019 before I started this new body of work that life of life in color has become wow. because it just I was like playing heaps of gigs in Melbourne so like that audience was there but then I signed to an agency and sort of started trying to reach you know interstate and everywhere else around the country and because people in like WA or Queensland or whatever had never heard of me before because it's expensive to tour there it's very hard mm, yeah, very very expensive hard. but it meant that I could sort of introduce that body of work and even though the songs had kind of aged the way that we played them live sort of showed that evolution of my artistry but then people would hear the record and be like this doesn't sound like what we just heard yeah yeah but yeah ah, right, yeah yeah they always want to buy the songs that you just played yeah don't they? yeah exactly so it, it meant that my live show was kind of what my currency was in the yeah. end so yeah. yeah i've never really invested myself fully into the recording side of things because of that until doing life in color so yeah, yeah but now that you've moved forward and you, you move up you know, mm. then everybody goes, they want a piece of the of the starting stock. Yeah, that's it. So hopefully CDs come back because I've got a box of 100 oh of them. Gosh, of course yeah. they will. We've, you just sell all what your shows that. anyway because everybody wants a little, you know, postage that's stamp right. of who you were. That is actually true. Yeah. Like yeah. you can get it's rid of those. It's a postcard. Yep. It's yep. a postcard yep. of who you were. You sell them for an extra $5 with the current one. Well, because, mm. o- because there's only a couple left. They're a collector's item now. Mm. Absolutely. You're never going to make them again. Yeah, yeah. True. Mm. So um, Voice Season 3, was that pre or first that album that was pre okay yeah so it was great because like i went on the show not really knowing what i wanted to get out of it and who i was as an artist and like it was this weird pressure cooker because i don't know you think that you're going into that for music and coming out of it i was like oh it's not about music (laughs) got it it's the business yeah Yeah. so it's like how am i going to use this platform (laughs) that i've just been thrust onto to like figure out who i am how do i get an audience and 
you know, everyone that, you know, watched me on the show then is still writing with me now, which is awesome. Oh, that's because, awesome. Yeah, like my Facebook my Facebook page is literally <laughs> just all these like middle-aged people that watched me on The Voice eight years but, you ago. Know, you, yeah, you've and they're it. still there. Like oh, they fantastic. come to my gigs that and is, they buy awesome. my merch, which is great. Because so. they invested in you because, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you've, got a, you've got a thing, you know, you're beautiful, you're lovely, you, you tell, you, you sort of like you, you, you who you are comes through you know even from the tv like your songs are about who you are everything's about nothing it does even if it, it seems to me even if you're singing a cover it's still like do you know who i am well you probably <laughs> if you don't if this song's not telling you probably want to know you probably want to know who i am so I'll come over here there's a like, word for that carly it's, it's authentic because, yeah authentic. because she's got it like even secret like instagram pages where only people that sign up can go and they can find out the actual backstories really? and stuff and like oh of course, yeah. hello oh, okay. it's so cool i can't it. give it all away you know <laughs> It's going to be some that. mystery. We need to talk afterwards. <laughs> so I didn't tell you, did it? But I, secret. <laughs> so, okay. So you did your first EP, then you did The Voice. And oh, other way around. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. The Voice, first EP. Yeah. And then where, what what happened next? Let's, let's We're going chronologically And how tonight. did you bankroll it all? Like, did you get deals and stuff like that? Were we allowed to ask those questions? Yeah, you can ask them. Um, I'm not going to answer it, but you can ask them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just asking, I'm asking you, what are we, like, I'm, yeah. new, at, I'm just yeah. new in this chair. Yeah. I mean, no, no deals easy. came through or anything, but. Is I that think, a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I still mm. don't know to this day. Well, you own well, everything. Well, yeah, but also I don't know how to exploit anything because it yeah, literally yeah. just sits there and collects dust. Like I don't have yeah. any, I don't Welcome know where to, to go. My, or, under my bed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my records are. All, they're all under your bed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because I could sort of leverage being on the show to like get some cool festivals, which was really dope because awesome. I played yeah. Woodford and that was um, yeah, Woodford's the, a great one, isn't the it? biggest great. festival I'd done at that time. So and it was just, fun. yeah, amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I got signed to this agency and the strategy was to just do as many things as possible. Yep. In my busiest year with this agent, I did 160 Whoa. original shows. Whoa. Like, like originals, like not BB King or something. Whoa, that's a lot. It was a lot. I did four tours that year and then just a lot of like random like festivals and stuff. In the one year that I was actually pregnant with my daughter, I was in my second trimester and I did Groove in the Moo, I did Womad, I did yep. Blues Fest. Oh like God, amazing. All in the same year. Yeah, I remember seeing you when you were pregnant. We were doing a show down the coast and I was like, wow, you're doing so well. How do you get all these shows? That's fantastic. You are working your ass off, man. I really was. I think I was just trying to save up as much like – I don't know, industry clout to kind of withstand the period of time that I'd be away, obviously yeah. recouping from Build having Charlie. And, hey, but yeah. looking at, um, just looking at what you do on socials now, like you're, you've obviously got a strong work ethic because you do work a lot. Like you do a lot I of do. shows and you, yeah. like that's something you obviously like doing. Yeah. You yeah. Like you're an ideas person. Yeah, well. I like coming up with concepts. Like yeah. I don't just sort of do the one show 187 times. Yeah. I like come up with different things. Like there's this one show I like doing at the Jazz Lab and I sing songs from Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella. <laughs> oh, that's the one you do with Mon, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like make them into R&B jams. So like all the theatre kids come and like awesome. the, the R&B and jazz heads come and they're this amalgamation of these two worlds and they're all very much a version of me. So just kind of getting to... Play on the theatrical side of things is fun. Um, I do a Jill Scott tribute show, which like doesn't feel like I'm singing Jill Scott covers because I just kind of I really throw myself into them. And I feel like I'm singing my own songs. Like oh well, this yeah, they yeah. just they're timeless her songs, aren't they? Yeah, honestly, just like so easy to just like throw yourself into and relate. But yeah, I like coming up with cool concepts because like I realize that my audience base is so diverse. It's mm. so huge. Like. 
you know, all the people that obviously watched me when I was on the show the first time and then people that sort of came up with... The first time. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like something we could ex- exploit later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on very quickly. <laughs> you have to stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay Watch tuned. your space. Yeah. yeah, and then people that obviously, like, you know, are into my originals and sort of appreciate my artistry for what I'm creating and what I'm doing. Um, very, very different audiences. So I like to sort of... It keeps me on my toes and I think it gives me some perspective of, like, what elements of the kind of artist I am depending on people's perception like how I can sort of use that to it's it's not normal like I mean it's amazing that you do that because there's so many different things like I look okay yeah you're doing that show you're doing the Jill Scott show show, you're doing your your original show Mm -hmm. and you know you play you're playing um with the at the Melbourne International Jazz Festival opening night with the Carly did and um (laughs) but just what it's so you've got to be versatile you do need to be versatile if you want to work but it's amazing in Melbourne because you know the pool is very small sorry I'm popping a lot here that's all right the pool is very small and um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Tando is everywhere. You know, like wherever you go, it's like it, she can be everybody and every, anyone. I remember when I was a little girl, I'm just I'm just going to like, I don't know if everybody in the world knows that you're a brown person, but um, I'm also a brown person. And so like when I was a little girl, I did School of the Air on Bro- Broken Hill. Mm-hmm. And my mum told me one time that I was crying because I got the part of of uh, Goldilocks in Goldilocks and Three Weeks. We had to do, we're on, you know, no one could. I was crying and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, I, I don't have golden hair. And she's like, well, nobody can see you. I'm like, yeah, but, but I just have to play Goldilocks and she has golden hair. <laughs> and it's like, you know, but you you can play anybody and do anything and be anywhere. And it's like, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's so awesome. Like, you're allowed to be whoever you want now. And that's just like, because you're a lot younger than me. And so the world has opened up for you. And so in Melbourne, there's like a, there's like a gene pool of three <laughs> as far as, you know, like, <laughs> for music. And Tando is like related to everybody now. <laughs> it's like you're in every, in every pond. You know, you've got a finger in every pond. You're like, you know, you're making music babies everywhere. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it's just because I, I find sort of trying to put myself into one box really limiting. Mm. And, you know, I think the most random thing that I've ever done, which I really loved, like I did guest vocals on a metal track. <laughs> <laughs> the death metal? Like I, like fully like. Did you have to go, ah, like that? I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't screaming. Oh. But it was just like, it's what I did. Like, you know, the belt and the soul yeah. vocal like over this track. And there was all this screaming and all this like. But it was awesome. so incredible. Like I loved it. Yes. And, you know, it just kind all of. music is good. All yeah. music is good, yeah. All music is good. It, it is. I mean, well, there's it's a, it's a specific genre of music that mm. it's got a technique to it. That it's like it's like you know when I first started playing, you know, I learned to play reggae mm. because you know with with uh, with the Mauritian crew, which is hot. And but like it was, you know, it's like I would not normally play that, but like you know, I'm glad I've got that that in my arsenal. You know, it's good to be like it's like understand when, different things, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like you know, having DJed for a long time, yeah. it's like I've got a really deep innate understanding of lots of different musical styles mm. and how mm. the bass and keyboards relate to that because of that. So you've got to be versatile mm. if you want to work. And you are versatile, Tender. You can do mm. a lot of things, which is very interesting. How, you know, you're not even very old. You can you've done so many things already. Like in the last fifteen minutes, really. Yeah. <laughs> this is too much. I mean, I mean we, should I we? Think I need a break. <laughs> I've written a screenplay in the time we've been talking. Uh, hang on a second. So, okay, so we've got all that. So and now and you've got a beautiful baby girl. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, she's, she's delicious. Absolute world. She's really, really frustrating right now. But oh, yeah. is she a person? Yeah, she's like she's become like a whole like person with thoughts and How feelings. How old is she? She's turning three in July. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. I person. think we love them until they're four, and then we only love them when they're asleep. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that. It's a challenge. Oh, you've got, be thankful that you've only got one. <laughs> put, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, baby partner and teaching uh, as well. Yeah, I love, love, love my kids. Teaching is just like the best thing that I've ever, ever done. And I never thought that I would love it the way that I do. I think I just had this weird like... I don't know, this weird complex about it whenever I was younger. I kind of thought that teaching was a cop-out. Teaching music, that is. For teaching music. Yeah, because you'd yes. put, you know, what? Really? Teaching was a cop-out? Like, no, no, oh. that's that's what I thought. I was like, like you, you're you, only successful as a musician oh, if you're right, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. doing and performing and writing. Yeah. Like you teach as a last resort. And then oh, obviously yeah. COVID and then yeah. I started teaching and I was like, oh my God, like how narrow-sighted was I to ever think that? Because then it just reminded me of all the great teachers great and mentors teachers, yeah. that yeah, have brought We've me here. I had you know? so many crap teachers who don't care at all and when you find yeah. somebody who shares that little piece of gold it's mm. like it's a little drop that goes ding Legit. and your life is opened up because that's the thing like you could change somebody's you life totally just do. by encouraging yeah. them you know and you just told me them. before when we were talking you had this beautiful moment with your your singing group out at um at your school yeah which yeah. Like, yeah they got up and did a performance at lunchtime in front of like what they thought would be hundreds of judgy school kids that would pay them out that ended up just, it was so wholesome. They were encouraging them. They were singing along. They applauded them. And I got an email from one of them talking about what songs to do for the next oh, one. You know? So good. So cool. And now everybody wants to join the group. Everybody <laughs> wants to join the singing club. I love I was, it. And I was asking you about it because like, I remember being at that school and you were saying, I was saying, is it Islander kids? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, hello. They can sing. Yeah, yeah. And that they're so busy being tough and everything. But it's like, yeah. you know, actually, come on. You know you can sing. Just do it. It's cool <laughs> to put yourself out there and sing. But it's yeah, great. and that yeah. sounds so beautiful. And you know, um, yeah, I understand that thought as well. When I was younger, thinking that you know, those who do do, those who can't teach. But then when you go and you do mentoring, like you know, because I tried to teach and I was really bad at it, like okay. really, really bad, and it was embarrassing. And I, somebody who said they were never going to sing ever again because of me and oh, my teaching. No. So that was like that was great. That's, That's not true. It's actually true. Okay, it might be. It's actually yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that really hurt great. me and upset me. So I was like, okay, can't do it. But then understanding mentoring is mm. like just wanting to be able to go, oh, I've got all this stuff sitting in a dirty old suitcase in the back, like in the back of my brain. Mm. Yeah. If you want it, please use it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Come on, mate. And I love it that kids are so, kids these days are so, they're so good at it. They, they can write everything. They can produce everything. They can do everything. Then they can go out and sell it. And they yeah. don't need, it's just up and coming. Like they're running and they, when they hit the ground and I want to support that as yeah. much as I can. I love it. It's a great feeling. If you've so. got something to say though, I think people, and you say it with the right enthusiasm and the right intent and, and authentically, people want to hear that. Like, I mean, mm. my parents are teachers and um, we did the first masterclass that we gave was with the sweethearts in oh, Geelong and, the sweethearts. and I've never done anything oh, before and babies. like you know you, Kylie said come down and help me with this and I'm like okay and then like at the end of the day I was like I was running running because so he doesn't know he knows how to do like, shit I oh shit like I can I can do this I've got stuff to say and I've got yeah. stuff to teach so yeah. I think if you you know when you sh- when dad. you share things that you're passionate about like mm. that that comes through yeah um it's a beautiful thing definitely it's powerful too it yeah. is powerful yeah and yeah. that, that, and when that you hear, when influence you get, it messages from people you know that, that's like that it's hit them and they, it's changed their lives and you know i just think that's amazing years later like you know friends of mine have told me that they've got messages from years later from kids who were going off the rails and then they were like mm. you know you changed my mind my life and now i'm here it's just like wow. you can't beat that yeah well that's beautiful look we're 36 minutes in. Oh, God. Like, we, we Go could home. talk. We should. <laughs> yeah. It's the end of the show. And that's the end of the story. Good night.
<laughs> hey, um, Kylie, I think we're going to take it to the um, Instagram like of the week. What do you reckon? Okay, that All sounds like a lovely idea. All right, I'm just going to pull up my notes here and. Uh, what are get your into notes it. about? Oh, what's, I'm going to I'm going to intro you, Kylie. Oh so to, to read it. Here we go. The Instagram like of the week is a segment. Ooh. Oh, it's one second. Tando, ah. thank you for coming tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you. having me. <laughs> and your hair looks fabulous. Can we use that as the as the picture for the next? We week's can. We'll take Instagram. a shot. Amazing. We we'll get we'll get some lighting out. And we'll I'll just send you some approved pictures. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sure. Approved by me. Run it, yeah, right. Run it through your management team. Run it through your team. We'll, we'll it, get it sorted. Um, the Instagram like of the week is a segment that celebrates a new Instagram account we come across between episodes. It might be someone like Point Break, Point Break cameo actor Flea or exiled former Thai Prime Minister Taxing Shinawat. Whoever it is, you can be sure it's someone who will add to our rich tapestry that is the All Music Is Good Instagram account. Each episode, myself and our celebrity guest, Tando, try and guess who this mystery account may be. And as we reiterate each week, it's not about the amount of likes our account gets. We aren't about the cheap likes. It's more about us sending the love to someone like tonight's guest. And Kylie, give oh. us some clues who that, who that might be. Thanks, Was. I'm excited about this. Um, I thought long and hard, and it's always very it – is, it is a hard job, you know, this one. I found that out of all <laughs> the jobs on this podcast, this is the hardest one. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just take a moment and think about that. Okay. Okay. Done. Move um, on. And also, I just wanted to know, how many clues would you like? Because I'm going to give the hardest ones first. Well, that's normally how it works. Like, you'd start hard yeah, and then get easier. Shut up, teacher. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you how many would you like so that I know how to, like, introduce them. How about, like, five like, or ten? I'll set a timer and then we'll, <laughs> I'll just, like, beep, when it's time oh, to just move uh, on. You're, you're a little bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> okay. So, this person was born February 3rd, 1976. Okay, math That's, boy, how old is that? Well, I'm, I was born in 1976, so I think I could work that out. So it's <laughs> now gone to 46 years Look old. Look at you go with your maths. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, any clues? Any ideas? No? Okay. Just by one birthday. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Keep going with oh the clues. Oh, my God, you guys are shit at this game. <laughs> All right, fine then. Born to Scottish parents in Oman, moved to Australia at age six to Perth and went to MLC. Is that Methodist Ladies College? It indeed is. So it's a fem- Scottish female. Scottish. Who's the same age as me, except mm. two months older. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Any thoughts? You born in April. Yeah. So I guess such. There you go. <laughs> same. <laughs> what um, date? Ninth. Oh, I'm a bit older. 21st. 21st. You guys have got birthdays coming out soon. Mm. I wonder if I'll remember. Okay. Um, Probably not, even though everyone has to remember <laughs> your month of birthday. Well, that's because I like to tell them. If people don't tell you, then you Scottish can't know. Okay, so this person at 21... Judith Lewis, no, no, she's younger. Yeah, okay. Cool. At Big 21, on. she attended L'Ecole Internationale de Théâtre Jacques Lecoq in Paris, where she studied... Oh, sorry, en Paris, where she studied clown, mime and musical theatre and comedy. Is this Celeste Barber? No. no, I'm just guessing. I, just <laughs> I don't think she's been to guess. college. No, 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 that's the whole idea. She's not 46. Good, that's, that's I hope she doesn't place. hear this. Good guess. She sometimes dresses up like she is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, she's like as funny as she is, uh, as a 46 year old. Perth, Perth, Perth. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's one of my babies going to go around that way. Go around that way, buddy. <laughs> um, okay, she authored two young adult novels and the Margin Charge book series. 
Is, uh, no, no. I don't know people. This is really bad. I'm <laughs> glad you're so bad at this. It makes me feel quite clever. Um, she voiced characters in Horton Hears a Who. Oh. So she's like, you know, next level. She's That's Dr. Seuss, I'm isn't not it? mucking around. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Seuss? Is it Seuss? I think it's Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Dr. Seuss. Okay, you yeah. guys. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I'm liking it, though. Like, I'm liking this. All right. So she moved to Hollywood in 2002, and I won't tell you the movie that she was in because then you'll guess it. Oh, hang on, hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on. She was in a movie in... Two, not Sophie Monk. She's not 46. Yeah, she would be. <laughs> She'd definitely be 46. She might be. She could be quite no. easily. <laughs> no, she's not 46. How do you know? I, I remember when she was on Pop Stars and my friends and I went down to Southland to see Pop Stars, the Poison, no, Poison Ivy, what were they called? What was the group called? Bardo. 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 Yeah. We went to Southland to watch Bardo because like, we were fully into it and she wouldn't have been, she would have been the same age. Oh, let's look it up. got to look it up now. <laughs> Where's my phone? She, I don't want the, the the thing to freak out. Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. But I, I will bet money that Sophie Monk is not 46 years old. I reckon she's close. If she's close, then I'll eat my hat. We've gone off on a big tangent here. <laughs> Sophie Monk is oh, 42. <laughs> oh, you Close. <laughs> okay. Close. Okay. I is definitely... It, is it Tony Perrin? No. Jeez, that's a nice guess, though. Okay. I know you've met her. Um, yeah. okay. She, um, she, what is it called when they, she converted to Judaism? Oh, it's, what's the name? Uh, I know it's, um, the girl who was in Sirens, uh, Kate Fisher. No. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, God. Nelly. She, in 1997, um, FHM readers voted, voted her number 35 on the list of one, of the women's 100 sexiest no. women in the world. That's big. So number 35, that's pretty hot. Mm. Um, her and her husband donated a million dollars to vaccinate Syrian um, kids against measles. Who's her husband? Um, uh, is it Murdoch? Like a Murdoch? No. Uh, she <sighs> won a 2006 MTV Movie Awards. Oh, this is fucked. How can I not have guessed this so far? <laughs> oh, it's Ola Fisher. Yes. Oh, my God. I <laughs> literally, you. I was going to ask, does she have red hair? Oh, I'm not joking. Ola I'm not joking. She does ads for Orange and she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. Why did I not Yay! get that? So what was the movie? Wedding Crashes. Uh, wedding, no, Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo was the first movie, but her breakthrough movie was Wedding Crashes. So I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh, so my if, God. And she was in Home and Away. She was in Home and Away, yeah. and her Dita Brummer was her boyfriend. Gypsy. Oh, yeah, was she, she Gypsy? No, that was she, the other girl. I can't remember what her character was, but oh, she was like. Um, she was in Home and Away? Yeah, yeah totally. she was that like. Was her a, thing. She was like, she couldn't decide which gender she was. Um, so, yeah, all that sort of stuff was back in the day. Yeah, she wasn't Angel. She was after Angel. She was a baddie. Hectic. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's good. Good. Wow. And, she, and she's in love with her husband, and they have a lovely life, and they have kids and a dog, and they live in. They've moved to Australia now. They live in Australia. That's so nice. Isn't that great? Yeah. I like those guys, and he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Never would have guessed that. So yeah, that's well, great. All right. Well, lucky I did. <laughs> lucky I did. Or this could have gone on forever. You're amazing. Now, um, he well, did say Fisher, but I just didn't give it to him. I know. He did it last week too, when I said it. He like, didn't say Isla Fisher. Way early. I said Dawn French early on last week. No, you yeah. did not. And you didn't give I it never, to me. I never. Never French said it. and Saunders. Yeah, that's not Dawn French. Okay, all right. Um, well, welcome to welcome to the All Music Is Good podcast. Um, uh, Isla Fisher, and uh, we'll reach out to her management team this week and just inform her that you know she's been inducted into our Hall of Fame. She'll be wrapped. She will be wrapped. And uh, I looked at one of her pictures on Instagram. It was only liked by thirty six thousand people. Oh, just casual. She's so she'll funny. notice us. She- so. <laughs> 
36,000 likes a day. Um, look, uh, thanks, Kylie. We'll be back in one second with the first album of the week. Okay, so the first album we're looking at tonight is Diplo's self-titled album, Diplo. Um, Diplo was born on November 10th, 1978. Something, there's a theme about the sort of 70s tonight, born in the 70s. And Tupelo, is it Tupelo? Tupelo. Tupelo. Like Tupelo honey. I like it. Thanks, Kylie. Mississippi, the son of Barbara Jean, Nee Cox. That's Nee Cox, C-O-X. That's my mum's family name. Is it Nay, Nay, Nay Cox. It's Nay. Nay. Oh, it's Nay. 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 I don't yeah, know. With the, with the, I don't know. Um, maybe it's Nay. I don't never know. It's always in the in the local paper when they say about you know such and such uh, Nay blah blah blah. And it's married because they were married to yeah, somebody. Yeah, Nay. Nay means that it means that they're that's their maiden name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Um, and Thomas Nay, yeah. Thomas Pence. He's of German and English descent. Tipo graduated from Hendersonville High School in Hendersonville, Tennessee. The influence of homegrown rap played a key role in helping shape his production style. Although he was born in Mississippi, he spent the majority of his youth in Miami, where he got a taste for the characteristic Miami bass. I guess that's sort of like um, two live crew and uh, that sort of, you know, that sort of scene. Um, He began attending the University of Central Florida in 1997, during his time at UCF, um, he became a DJ at the local radio station, WPRK, the radio station at Rollins College. He moved to Philadelphia to continue his studies at Temple University, where he first garnered the attention as a DJ. After frequently running into fellow DJ Low Budget, the two began throwing parties under the Hooked on Holotronics moniker. In 2003, as a way of maintaining control of what they were able to play during DJ gigs in Philadelphia. The success of these parties allowed the two to release mixtapes, both separately and together, gathering attention and acclaim across the country. One such mixtape, Never Scared, was one of the New York Times top 10 albums of 2003. That's pretty cool. Got a mixtape that's in the top 10. Um, a bit like Calamera, Suvlaki Art, no clue, is also uh, in the top. Uh, Food places exactly in the like New York it. Times. Yeah, very similar. Um, and the Holotronics name became synonymous with parties featuring guests like Maluka Mala, Bumby, Spank Rock, MIA, among others. Holotronics sound has been described as, as disparate genres to be smashed together for maximum attention-grabbing impact, an aesthetic which takes from the organic, cohesive, whole aesthetic of acts such as Bumby, MIA, Bjork, Buster Rhymes and others. Um... So, yeah, he's known professionally as Diplo. He's an American DJ, um, co-creator and lead member of um, Dancehall Music Project Major Laser, a member of the supergroup LSD with Sia and Labyrinth, a member of Electronic Duo Jack U with producer and DJ Shrillex, and a member of Silk City with Mark Ronson. That's some heavy hitters. Mm. Um, he founded and manages record companies Mad Descent as well as co-founding the non-profit organisation Heaps Descent. His 2013 EP Revolution debuted at number 68 on the US Billboard 200. 
the EP's title track was later featured in a commercial for Hyundai. There's some money for him. And is featured on the WWE 2K16 soundtrack. Even oh, more money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And can't remember having sex with Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll let me just finish the bio. Um, Diplo I worked, that was part of it. Diplo worked with a dated musician, MIA, an artist who he credited with giving him exposure in his early career. Later, he and MIA and fellow producer Switch created Jamaican dancehall project. Uh, that, that, that's the major laser. Um, his work on production and mixtape projects with many pop acts such as Gwen Stefani, um, Britney Spears, Madonna, Shakira, Beyonce, Ellie Goulding, No Doubt, Bieber, Usher, Snoop, Chris Brown, CL, G-Dragon, Bad Bunny, Carlos, Jesus, it don't stop. His alias short for Diplodocus derives from his childhood fascination with dinosaurs. Isn't it, isn't it Diplodocus? No, Diplodocus. It's Diplodocus. It's, a, it's a dinosaur. I don't think so. Oh, my God. Anyway. A Diplodocus. Okay, fine. We can You're look this up Kahuna, later. You're from which is actually Kuna. <laughs> so you don't even say that right. So, I mean, you know, who are you? My nana said Kahuna, and I thought it was Kuna. She's a film. You're not local, so yeah. you can't call but, it that. Sorry, but didn't MIA, like, accuse him... Of stealing, like, you know, look, I didn't like know all this until I looked into it. Like, there seems to be, you know, suing and counter suing on both sides. There's restraining orders on both sides. Mm, interesting. Um, you know, that's good press, though. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know any of that before we. What you're saying is you don't this. hang with them. I don't hang with them. I don't mm. know the inside stories. I like mm. to know both sides of the stories mm. before I comment on these things. Mm. And I don't know either side of the story, so I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to talk about the music. I love to comment and I love to generalise. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, what did you think of the album? Come and talk, talk to us about the music. Also, okay, the music, yes. But, we, we, you know, when you talk, the music is related to the person. And when you read yeah, about the true. person, I do kind of think, okay, I know where there's smoke, there's fire, that's true. But also, okay, so when people have been accused of, you know, mis- misdemeanors in like a sexual way or this, that and the other, you, okay, so there's nothing worse than that. But there's also nothing worse than women who, who accuse men of things that they haven't done. Because I've had friends that, well, that, that have happened too. That was something And I think that, that those women should go to, to hell in a handbasket. They should go to jail with the same people that do horrible things to children, I think. Because they bring themselves, they bring, they make it hard for women to complain about these things when it actually happens to them. Yeah, and there so was a lot of that. Involved, yeah. Women that complain about these withdrawing. things when it's not actually true. I think. Well, then if, but then there may have been money involved, so you don't know. But you I don't know. That's right. You don't know. But as I said, yeah. What I think is when there's horrid things involved, it kind of seems like what people are you hanging out with? You know, mm. who are you? Who is your mother? <laughs> you know, that's what I want to know. That part. So yeah, I just like to think that oh, I don't know. I, I thought when I saw that that was heaps. That was uh, the the charity thing that he was doing. Like I thought I liked. The sound of that, but then I kept reading. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, a lot of charities are tax fronts anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're just and also just, if you have a church, you can have a tax front. All um, that. But, I know. mean, it's just it's really horrible. Like, you know, you got to look beyond all. Oh, no. Well, everybody, but you know, there's some people That's that are in the public eye that don't get accused of rape. So, you know, <laughs> it's not everybody. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind it's, of like it's hard. Well, it's not that hard, but yeah. No, I know. It you isn't know, that In hard. some ways, it's That's kind right. of like, oh, I don't know. But, okay, so I, I made a lot of, well, that you know, I am somebody's mother. And, like, you know, I, yeah. I'm the mother of sons. And I remember saying to one of my sons who is older, and I'm going, um, so, because I was watching the news and they were going, oh, you know, people are not, the message is not getting through. And I'm like, I said to my son, did I tell you not to rate people? And he was like, I think I'll be right. Um, so, you know. 
I think the message is there. And for my younger sons, and I've told you this all before, I told them to the young boys, I said to my uh, son who was 14 and his mates, don't ever have sex with a girl who is drunk, asleep or doesn't like you. Yeah? Ever, ever, ever. And one of them was a smarty pants. He goes, don't be a dad. D-A-D. Get it? I was like, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, the message is getting through because people only do these things in a bush in the dark. They don't do it like at the shops, do they? Mm. It's like, so everyone knows there's wrong behavior. Mm. And so anyway, so it's like, this is associated with this person. Okay. Mm. And I'm sorry that that is so, if, if he's totally innocent, then I'm sorry for him. Um, but anyway, it, it has sadly affected my vision. But, you know, no matter what, he's making a fortune. He's a rich white man and that's all that matters. So um, <laughs> let's have a look. Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, really, it is because um, when you get to the bottom of it, this this album is business. This is a business album. It do, yeah, it is. You know? It is. He has, he has, I agree. He has ticked every box. Well, every, I don't know. I mean, He's like, tried to tick the box. Well, every song, it's like, okay, what have I got here? I mean, like, for fuck's sake, there's a thousand songs on it. Okay, there's 14 songs. I'm sorry, there was uh, there was three there's long albums yeah. this week. Yeah. But, you know, like, there's some there's some awesome stuff. I mean, I, the beats are great. Of course, if you're going to work with Skrillex, they're going to be amazing, aren't you? Like, everybody, everybody is fantastic on this. And, like, there's so many uh, artists on here that, that I've heard myself say to my son, who is this? And he goes... I've told you a hundred times, I'm not telling you again. <laughs> and one of those people is the, the artists, uh, the UK duo, Aluna George. Mm. I love that. Um, also, this this Kareen, oh, what's her name? Kareen Lomax or something, is it? Yeah. Did you like Amazing. Her? Amazing. Yeah. Like, her voice is, is it like, kind of like that Tracy Chapman vibe, like mm. really low? Like, because yeah, yeah. I kept on thinking, this is a man. Like, who is this? So beautiful. Like, what a beautiful voice. And of course, you know, I love Buster Rhymes, always have. I mean, and. The, these albums, um, that was surprising. That one wasn't it. Uh, nothing from Buster Rhymes ever surprised me. I'm always, I'm always happy and um, awesomely fulfilled by everything that he does. I feel like I like the the baby videos in on Instagram where they go blah, 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 with the, <laughs> the chin yeah. and make it do Buster Rhymes stuff. But um, yeah, like I mean, I could go through all the like you know the Leon Bridges. His voice is just mm. cream and honey. You know, like. Everything was chosen, and there was a beautiful thing from like is it Rye Rye X from from Angari, uh, Australian boy. Like, see, I mean, oh what? Yeah, there's I didn't a read num- that. Uh, your eyes. That song's on my. Oh, list. your eyes. Yeah, yeah. So okay, beautiful. Yeah, like, okay. What, a, what a beautiful voice. What's like, his history? Uh, he seems like a surfer from the coast. Is up like South Yamba, is it? Like, I need to have a look at that. Um, so that was nice to see somebody from some local a local boy on this because mm-hmm. this is like a who's who of what's what's on the dance floor at the moment. Um, so yeah, if you didn't get a track on this album, you're probably not going to be number one on the dance floors this year, Abitha. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it's, it's fantastic, really. It, everything about it is, it's slick. I mean, obviously the production is just next level, uh, you know, out there and everybody is famous. Everybody is beautiful and clean and clever. Um, everybody, there's a lot of Dutch and it's like it's very northern. Well, hang on a very second. Rye X it? is an Australian singer songwriter and record producer, and he was the first artist signed to the Stockholm based yes, label. Northern Dumont Dumont Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So I wonder if this album was done in Sweden because you know obviously the yeah. whole Max Martin sort of somebody's got producer, connections up there. Um, and every song is written because you. I don't understand all this stuff. Well, this is why it's interesting for me to do these shows because I have to look into stuff and I don't understand why. The, uh, I mean, for me as this little person in you know backwater of Melbourne, um, this so is little. this is big business, you know. And mm. it's like there's like six to eight writers on every, uh, and ten producers on every sh- every song. And so I know that that's uh, Missy Elliott even wrote one of the songs number eight on my mind with um yeah. side piece. It's like this is 
you know, this is royalty basically. Um, but I guess it's it's big business. So yeah, um, everybody on this I think is amazing, and I love uh, is it Tisha? Also, um, there's so just so many things. Uh, now this I wanted to talk about and see if you guys had ever heard of um, side piece. Um, uh, who is that guy for Nitty Gritty? Like. Sidepiece was the um, the pop the one with 182 million plays, and that's obviously the single. Um, looking it up now, uh, I did read about that, but hold on a second. Sidepiece, keep talking, Kylie. And also, like, yeah. So if, if for me, as like trying to write lyrics uh, and listening to an album like this, it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need to worry. <laughs> yeah, I can just write, uh, uh, you know, into your, fall into your eyes a thousand times, and then. Um, Put it on, you know, out there in the world, and everyone will think that's amazing. And well, I'm I think awesome. that's what the problem that I kind of had with it because I just so the, obviously the opening track, "Don't Forget My Love," Miguel. Yep, obviously awesome. I was like, yeah, this is dope. We're gonna get into this. This is great. <laughs> this is great. And then it just kind of went one song into the other, into the other, into the other, into the other, and it was just kind of the same formula. And mm. I, I think I got four songs in, and I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> So yeah. to know that there were still 10 more songs to go. Oh, my God, I know. It, it just it felt a little bit like a task for me. Like. But I also feel like I, I'm i not really into that style of music anyway. Like I, I have not done the dance yeah. floors, yeah. the club sort of thing. So I think whenever I hear something like that, I always look for something that's vocally interesting to sort of hook onto Same. so I can yeah. find something <laughs> to be like, yeah, I'm into this. Like, for example, my favourite sort of version of this, like that kind of song or that sort of music is Show Me Love by Robin S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that to yeah. me is like... You got to show me love. There are lyrics, yeah, there yeah. are variations, verse, chorus. Yeah. The beat is still very like what it is. Yeah. But the vocals are doing something interesting enough that I can sort of vibe with it and... There's like a narrative, whereas I know this this is not narrative well, music. I'm glad this I'm not is... alone because I'm feeling like somebody's nana over here. But like you know, <laughs> I mean, and Buster Rhymes, I love because he's the same age as me. You know, like so. But that I just I do love that thing where it's like okay, I am like a crocodile. I love I love to spot patterns. Mm. I do love a pattern, and I'm I love that the hard hitting beats. And this is all about the beats. You know, yeah. this, this is this yeah. is about producers. This is about beats and, and this is about how they use their machines. And I'm not really good at understanding that stuff, you know, because I don't understand how to use those. I, I, I've understood that it's happening. Mm. I don't know how to say what the name of the machines are that they're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never known that. Like I never even know the name of all the musicians in every of my favourite bands. I mean like I know that shit. But I, I like singers, you know. Mm. I like to hear the hooks that the singers are singing. Um but yeah, patterns are great. Um, and Missy Ellett is my hero, obviously, as well. And this Kareen Lomax is now my new hero. Mm. And I love this Aluna Francis from Aluna George. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was also like it was a good exercise in how a feature vocalist on a track doesn't have to like do a lot. Like they're part of <laughs> – <laughs> I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's I mean, like, jam. They can just be sort of part of the sonics and be a part of the production. Not yes, very like, much so. Like they're not top lining and singing no. the they're song bringing to the it all, instrumental. They're, but they're bringing the sound of their voice. They're part of yeah. the production. So like yeah. if that was the intention, then 100% he nailed it. Great. Yeah. Um, but not for me. Yeah, well, for me, I'm just like, well, my, my comments at the end is like, there's no mystery. It's an electro dance album. Had everything thrown at it, business-wise, it's perfect, can't lose. You know, so like, yeah. I mean, I, I do, if, I, I mean, I would, if you thought, would you listen to, I've always heard you and Eric talk about, would I listen to it again? 
I wouldn't, but I would choose a couple of the tracks for a, for a, a playlist. Yeah, party. Mm. Yeah. For a playlist. Definitely. You know. yeah. But I'm not going to put it on and like think I'm going to have a happy from, day from in my kitchen. From start to finish. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Ooh, like I give feel me a like lad. I feel like if I'm sitting on like a yacht, yeah, yeah, you know, like <laughs> Alpha Beta, yeah, yeah, and oh, just yeah. like enjoying sun and everyone's wearing white linens and <laughs> not like not a Russian oligarch's yacht, like someone, no, no, someone no, no. else, oligarch, yeah, no. oligarch, sorry, oligarch, yeah. yeah, like perfect, perfect soundtrack, but like in and out of other things yeah. would be just yeah, chef's kiss, yeah. but as an album, uh, yeah, no. well, it's kind of like, as I said, like with the her album, I feel it's like, um, it's a storage cabinet. For all the songs that sound like this, yeah, 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 that was so disappointing. That album, yeah, um, that's great. Hey, so like, I mean, like, from like, I thought like that first track so set the tone for yeah. that whole album because mm. it started and you go, yeah, I know what this yeah. is gonna be, yeah. like, yeah. this is gonna be like, this is like gonna be a teenage sort of club, like, if there was a teenage underage sort of nightclub going, this is what they'd play, yeah, yeah. easy listening, or, kind or of fun. like, yeah. or it could be like what they'd play on Fox FM on Saturday night, like, mm. like this yeah. is the club night when everyone's gone home, <laughs> or they're at drive through McDonald's, they're drive through McDonald's at yeah. the end of the night, <laughs> and the taxi driver's just like, okay, all right, and this is what's I'm so gonna get to my on, Big please. Mac analogy, I'm so gonna get there. <laughs> I hey, it could be like the soundtrack for an end of high school sort of, um, you know, video where they're doing the, the montage. Um, the montage. Katy Perry did that. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of all that, you know, of the last year at school, their mm. years of yeah. school. So, like, do, like, is that a good picture? Like, you know. Yeah. It, 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 isn't, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It? But it sells a heap of stuff, doesn't like, it? Like, it's like, it ticks boxes. It's though. a business. Like, it ticks boxes. A, it's ready for the club. This is a music business album number one. It's ready to be played on a yacht out of Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's swish. <laughs> Like, but like, the, are the songs memorable? Like, like they're not memorable Who cares? at all. They're like, like cookie cutter. You're supposed to take drugs before you listen to it. That's like, exactly so, what I was thinking. So, like, <laughs> so I'm, look, I'm looking at like, like I'm I feeling that, like I'm missing out. A bit like Tando. Yeah. Like, I played that first song, and I'm like, going, shit. There's another 52 minutes and 50 seconds to go here. And like, then I'm like thinking of that analogy straight up, and I'm thinking of the Big Mac meal, and I'm like, going, yes, I want it. But then you're eating it and you're going, you know what? I don't feel that good. Is this good for me? I don't know if I'm liking it. Who's ever thought that? Yeah, and 30 minutes later I'm like going, why did I do that? It's only when you get to your age that you think that. (laughs) People that listen to this album have never thought that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because... So who's this, like who do we think it's pitched for this album? Uh, it's pitched to seventeen-year-olds. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not young. They're not old enough to get in the clubs, but they are getting into the clubs. And when they get in, they're like, "Yes!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's commercial house, like pop commercial house pop. And I saw a picture of him, like that. You know, when you look through, um, what's it called, Spotify, and it's got like that that little. Uh, thing that throws up the pictures mm. and he's got a picture of himself I'm oh, sorry <laughs> lying on lying on a bed with his top off and I'm like mate come on <laughs> come on get a I mean, ute get you know a what 17 year olds look like not that oh <laughs> alright so here's the thing for me so from track 6 I thought it got a little bit interesting Ooh, from that okay. Buster Rhyme track yeah, yeah. and you go Buster Rhymes Buster Rhymes on a track that's kind awesome. of interesting and you sort of think, how's this going to work? And then, like, it actually worked really well. Because he can well. bring it anywhere. It sort of had that jungly sort of club vibe. Mm. And I liked it. And the melee. Who's melee? That's the beats. What's – is that all of the beats? I think on that – no, just on, on that, that track. I okay. Think. So, and then, like, Humble was track seven. And I thought 
That was kind of effective. Yeah. And I, I, was, I just a bit bored. Uh, that annoyed me. That it sounded too much like, you know, when my kids get in the car and change the radio station. It's all the auto-tune shit. I just thought it sounded a bit more authentic in like a club sense, whereas the first five tracks sound like they were aimed at it, like a real mm. commercial pop market. Did you guys read the lyrics that were coming up when it no. said we're thumb, thumbing it down? I, I'm like, it's not thumbing it. Somebody's read this wrong. It's dumbing it down. Like, come on. Like, uh, yeah. Who's in charge of the lyrics here, dudes? Um... <laughs> Uh, I thought on my side, which was track seven. Oh yeah, that's the that's the one with side. Um, what's it called? You see, this is the thing. Like, you're you're saying you're saying all these song titles, and I can't. Yeah, yeah so you can't remember. That's right. You don't want to remember. You're like a drummer. How do drummers remember what, tro- what yeah, songs yeah. are? <laughs> just just give me a number of the track, and then beats, like beats. um, don't be afraid was the '80s sort of vibey okay. one. Yeah. So like for me, like track six to nine. If you're lonely, the only the only words were if you're lonely. That's all there was. Don't be afraid if you're lonely. There was no other yeah, way. Yeah. This was like, That's yeah. right. But it was, the antenna are going to tune out on the shit. It was very clubby. Like, and so tracks track six to nine were all up in the club vibes. Felt like, I, I felt like that's Diplo's sweet spot. Like, mm. and yeah. and you sort of question like, what's the point of the first five songs if you're going to like have your good clubby songs six to nine? Um, that deep in the album. And mm. then like, the, but then we had that sort of brief interlude of sort of, you know, that sort of stuff, which I kind of sort of thought was okay. And then we went into that song, Called Let You Go, which was just like shit, and like, <laughs> and I was just like, if I thought six, what's it called? If I it was called um Let You Go, oh, um I didn't mind it? that because it's that like Kareen Lomax. Yeah, I didn't like that. And then so like you know like if I'd sort of thrown out my Big Mac like in six to nine, then mm. I felt like track ten, um what's it called Let You Go? I've gone back to the counter and ordered a Ugh. chocolate sundae or something like that. I'm just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> And then, like, it got weird because, like, tracks 11 to 13 were instrumentals. No, 11 was Forget About Me with uh, Luna George. That, okay. that was awesome. It was I pretty instrumentally from the last but lot of it's tracks. Got an awesome, her awesome voice on it. it maybe, like, I've got the tra- maybe I've written down the numbers wrong. But there was, like, three tracks in a row that were, like, sort of instrumentals. And then we hit Who that. likes instrumentals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's like it's weird on this album. And then we hit that Be Breast last song. <laughs> Looking for me, which was kind That's of a hit for for Corinne. Yeah, but it sort of felt like the first track, which was sort of uplifting mm, as well. Yeah, but uh, that sounds like that's already been released. I think that had already been released as yes, a hit I think so. for, yeah, yeah. for Corinne, and that was just like put on the back end. Okay, so here's my. I'm gonna get to the, my point a long way. You know, with my terrible Four McDonald's hours analogies later. Yeah. <laughs> so in some strange way, you can actually make a case for this actually being a proper proper album because like it actually has a beginning, <laughs> which was. The sh- was shit first five songs and then it had a middle <laughs> but which that, was actually surprisingly sorry, can I, okay can i just interrupt like yeah. why would he do this you've got to think about this. this is a business venture so he was obviously um at, uh, you know aiming at somebody with the first five yeah. songs and then another the, group always another market first ones yeah straight out like to the people That's who can't right. wait any longer yeah and then you go a bit smart a bit smarter people wait a bit longer yeah over here yeah the middle and then, which is surprising okay and then, the, and then the end which was just weird throw and your shit on there that already re-releases yeah mm. so like oh, there's a lot of remix potential in those middle five songs i thought really and so like so they all sound like remixes to i was me. gonna say how does one remix I don't know. how do you re- remix know. a remix i don't know and oh. but i think <laughs> my point being is that like any good album will have a beginning middle and end mm. and this had all of that even though they weren't very good oh, it's like a disney story so like with rape no. sorry <laughs> allegations rape allegations sorry okay. sorry sorry i didn't mean to say that. allegations that's right Allegedly, some stuff. yeah i'm gonna have to put, click the explicit thing on the podcast this week thank you kylie oh um, whatever 
Look, it was all a bit weird and unsatisfying. I didn't do it. Like, if I, if I thought of a theatre analogy, like I've gone to the lunchtime matinee session and I've come out going, geez, lucky I didn't have anything else on because I would have been <laughs> a bit pissed off that I wasted my time No, on you that. Went, thought you went to the, the lunchtime matinee and you actually went to a pantomime. It, you, <laughs> look, I always come back to one central crest question when I'm writing an album and, like, where is the soul? In this album, Where and is the love? not the love, the soul. And Thank this you. album is pretty devoid of soul. Like there's there's some sparkliness, but underneath the sort of bonnet, mm. there's not a lot. It's there, a brochure, is what I'm thinking. Do we? Does anyone else want to say anything else? I didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've got to. Hey, hang on a second. We've got to rate it, Tando. We've got Get to rate that it. Out. Okay. <laughs> so, Kylie, I think I think we should just throw to mm. um the um. The rating system that we need to develop this week, and we oh should gosh, introduce really? the um, the unofficial sponsor for the week. What do you reckon? Uh, which is it? Unofficial sponsor. Okay, all right. Let me just go there. Each week on the All Music Is Good podcast, we like to celebrate our unofficial podcast sponsor. It can be a thing, a local business, a concept, a thought bubble, or an experience. Basically, whatever the hell we want, because it's our podcast and we make the rules. The unofficial podcast sponsor has never actually agreed to be the sponsor, uh, has never actually contributed anything to this podcast, nor ever will, or endorsed this fruitful relationship. But alas, we like to celebrate them anyway for contributing positive vibes towards our life experience. Correct. It's a true story, Tando. So without delay, Woz, can you please let us know who this week's unofficial sponsor is? Kylie. I would love to do that. Better be good because that's a lot of stuff that we're doing for them. All right. This week's unofficial podcast sponsor. Podcast? Podcast. Podcast (laughs) sponsor is Nestle's Peppermint Crisp Confectionery Bar. I love that. Have you been eating them on the top of your um, pavlovas lately? Let me me just take you through it. The cool, fresh, minty taste of Peppermint Crisp takes your (laughs) breath away. Creamy milk chocolate wrapped around a crunchy peppermint filling. Peppermint Crisp is a milk chocolate bar filled with a multitude of thin cylinders of mint-flavoured cracknel, which is brittle crystalline sugar concoction extruded in fine hollow tubes. Invented in South Africa by Wilson Roundtree in the 1960s, it was eventually bought out and manufactured by Nestle South Africa. A hugely popular chocolate bar in South Africa for many decades, it is now part of that country's culture, not only as a confectionery item, but also as a popular topping used in baking and desserts. Top of the pavlova. Hang on, we'll get there. Come on, man. This is what... Can't wait. This is what annoys (laughs) me, all right? The peppermint crisp is sold in South Africa as both a 49-gram bar and a 150-gram slab. What? In New Zealand, it's also sold as a 49 gram, but in Australia, only as a 35 gram bar. Yeah, well, that's outrageous. Because we can't be trusted with any more. 150 gram slab. <laughs> so in South Africa, it forms the basis of the caramel peppermint crisp tart, a hugely popular South African icebox dessert. I didn't know any of this. It is also popular as a topping on sponge cakes and cupcakes. This. Nestle South Africa also sells an ice cream containing peppermint crisp shards, as well shards. as a peppermint crisp. <laughs> Dessert topping. Burger King South Africa sells a fusion dessert containing vanilla ice cream and shards of peppermint crisp, while Krispy Kreme South Africa sells a popular peppermint crisp tart gourmet donut. 
As in native South Africa, the popular chocolate bar is also used as a crushing topped on pavlova cakes or other I cakes in Australia and New Zealand. You could Zealand. have just like edited that bit because I knew it already. All right. So I want to like, I, I'm a bit of a fan of peppermint crisp and I was in Since the supermarket when? the other always? day and I always, always. Right. And um, I'll just tell this story because like in the early 2000s, it's, it's a good story. In the like in the two thousands, like I like I used to go to my friend's studio and we would record on like I can't remember Tuesday Wednesday night and I'd go there straight from work and I would go to the milk bar on the corner and get like an iced coffee big M and a peppermint crisp um, and some diabetes. <laughs> in, in the days when I could eat those things without worrying about it, and I would walk in and sit down and, and eat these things, and these two guys would just sit there going, "Who eats peppermint crisps?" <laughs> Like, that is the worst. Like, they're oh. the worst. I'm like, no, they're, they're awesome. Because it sticks to your teeth. And every time I would do it, they just crap on about how crap peppermint crisps were. <laughs> yeah. And one night I came back, I said, hey, guys, like, I just, like, just totally went off, like, on a, like, a tangent and just made something up. I said, hey, guys, I was talking to the guys at the um, milk bar and they said peppermint crisp was the third most popular <laughs> confectionery bar in Australia. They're like, what? <laughs> what? How could that be? That's impossible. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Apparently, you it's Mars bars, Mars bars, Snickers, and then peppermint <laughs> crisps. They go, no way. Like, crunch, it'd be crunchy, and then they're coming up with all these other stuff. And I'm just like, no. And so, for basically two years, like, I, anyone would come over and be eating my crisp, peppermint crisp, and they said, hey, did you know that peppermint crisp is the third most popular confectionery bar in Australia? Fantastic. Like, and they were just like gone on a. Do you make years. up your own stats at home about everything that suits you? <laughs> You've always got to come up with a story <laughs> that suits great. your argument. Oh my God. Anyway, so this week's unofficial sponsor is... Let that be a lesson to you, people. Crisp. The Crisp. Woohoo! I'm going right. to use that so, in my life. Okay, so <laughs> it's all well and good that we have Peppermint Crisp as our unofficial sponsor, but we need to frame some sort of rating scale that is going to like oh work in the Peppermint Crisp. So I don't know what you're thinking, but what I'm thinking is that maybe we could come up with five chocolate bars... The top five that we think, one being the, sh- the bottom one being the shittest. We have to go by weight. Peppermint crisp, no, 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 wait, by quality. So I think peppermint crisp has to be the best because I've got oh, even a scale. I see. Like I would put a bounty down at like the worst. Oh, no, cra- I could never okay, have that. Here we go. No. <laughs> this is, could, oh, could, God. Like maybe how about a Chiquito? Would they be down yeah, at the yeah, bottom? Yeah, or, is or a chomp. Yeah. No, chomp is, chomp is oh, at no, the bottom because they're good. 10 chomp's cents. Chomp's are good. They're chomp's 10 are good. cents, man. They have got to have a chocolate bar that no one likes. I mean, chocolate is good. Okay, well... No. Who? Oh, cherry ripe. Oh, cherry ripe. Oh, I right. love okay. cherry ripe. Oh, shit. What about <laughs> Turkish delight? Yeah, everyone oh, hates yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Right. Okay. Turkish delight is the worst. Okay. The worst. So that's a zero, one or two. Yeah. All yeah. right. Peppermint totally crisp has to be a nine or ten because that's the, right. that's the I'll give it scar. to you because I do love it on pavlova. Right. I don't know if I could eat a whole one because it feels like you're having a little bit of like um, mouthwash with some chocolate on it. <laughs> but but this, the shard... Capability. Oh, good. so good. The shards. The shards. <laughs> Love the shards. The shards of nothing make it really something. Um, now, right, what would so you. So, what would be in the middle? Probably a Mars bar because they're just too thick and bleh, they've got nothing. Oh, they've like got no Mars nuts. Bar. They've got no. That's true. There's no texture. What about exciting. Snickers? Do we like Snickers? They've got nuts. So, they're sort Snickers of okay. What would be in your top three? Conventional mm. bars, Tendo. 
um, Kit Kats. Oh well, yes, yes, okay. you are like you mean like the the the, bar, the log? We like the crunch. I like the log. Oh no. Okay, no, just a traditional. It's a bit too big. They're, okay. traditional. They're, they're two tops are crunch now. Would you have a Kit Kat yeah. above a Snickers or a Picnic. Mars bar? Picnic I would because really? I like it light and fluffy sort of thing. Ooh. I feel like Kit Kats and so not Kit Kats yeah. like Snickers and Mars bars are so dense. Okay, yeah, much. really heavy. Yeah. My favorite is is Bounty and Picnic. Picnic is awesome. Okay, or Picnic be above a Kit Kat. No. Yeah, I would say really? so. Okay. Only because it's got like extra things like yeah, caramel like, okay. and nuts. Yeah, and, and they had that. a really good And it's still got that campaign. wafer in there. Yeah. So my favourite yeah. bars are whips, but they're not called whips anymore. They're called Morrow bars. I know, oh, Morrow. Yeah, yeah. Morrow's. Yeah. Really? Anyway, but I'll, I'm happy to like, leave that, that out. I thought they had caffeine in them or something. I didn't really know if I liked them. So, okay, so we're going to say. My favourite in the world was a, was a poly waffle, but they don't make no, them anymore. No, they don't make them anymore. It's a poly waffle. It's in the. In the pool in Caddyshack? No, you're too young. Uh, it was like marshmallow and yeah. then biscuit and then chocolate. Oh, yum. Oh okay, God, so, so we're going to say peppermint crisps at the top, yeah. 9 to 10, like yeah. 8, 9, 10. Whether we said like a, a picnic is like a 6, 7. Yep. Then a Kit Kat, yep. maybe a 5 or 6, five, mm. 4 or 5. 4 or 5. Four or five. We're having Turkish Delight yeah, as a 0, the 1. What's what would be the the last one that we whack What's in? What's the worst? The ones we hate. I put the a most bounty down. Turkish the delight is the worst. The Cherry ripes down at the bottom. No, bounty. I love bounties. What's one that you don't like? Mm. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, milky bars. A bit I don't nothing. like morrows or any of that crap. No, like, we can't. No, I can't deal with that. I can't. Crunchies deal. are a bit boring. I mean, Toblerone. We haven't even talked about Toblerone. No, I OD'd on that because so you know, going overseas too much. And then you get like the big ones, and then you just eat too much of it. Uh, what about squirms? I hate what squirms. That? I don't even know what that Are is. Are you like just sour? making things up? Yeah, he, <laughs> he makes stuff up to suit himself. We already know that, Tando. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, like an average one. What's average. something average? Mm. So like chomps. What about a mint patty or something like that? What about that? those tuba? The ones that were the, 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 like a... Oh, curly welly? Yeah, they're oh, like horrible. Those. They're they just so stick good. your teeth together. Oh, do you know what? I was confusing chomps and curly wellies. Oh, That's okay. why. They're, yeah. both, so, they're both crap. No, they're, they're both at the very bottom. Ugh, right. okay. They're both at the. I think Chomp and Curly Will has got to be down the bottom with the Turkish Delight. Okay, well, let's put Chomp and Curly Will. Okay, so Turkish Delight is 0 1. More. And then a Curly Will is a 2 3. So what's something else you'd never, ever buy? Like, ever. Ugh. I mean, it can be like, you can just go freestyle and just say something that you hate anyway. Well, it, I think, what, even though I really think, I really quite like the mint slice, the thing that I would never, mint, ever mint buy patty. is patty. the mint arrow. Oh, no, they're good. Mint really? Aero bars are good. No. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like toothpaste. No, no, they're, they're or, okay, okay, another thing that is shit, coconut rough. Oh, no, I don't mind. Do you know what I love too? Crun- <laughs> crunches. Oh, really? I love a crunch. Nestle Crunch. No, not Nestle aren't but sponsoring see, us. They don't you, have anything hate, to do with this You hate podcast. the coconut ones. You hate the bounty and you hate the just ch- cherry ripe. But you don't hate the coconut rice. The coconut, coconut, r- the coconut tastes, ratio is too it, out of control. It tastes disgusting. Out of proportion. Because you know what it tastes like? It tastes like a um, it tastes like kofa. Which is in oh, the things with yeah. the rice bubbles and the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coco, uh, cra- chocolate crackles. Choco- yeah, I hate yeah. them more than anything in the world. Yeah, I hate them too. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's put chocolate crackles in. <laughs> At the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to squeeze them in? <laughs> We're going to have Turkish Delight zero one <laughs> instead of cr- instead of curly whirlies and and um, crunches as two to three. We're putting chocolate crackles in two to three because they are crap. I'm going to put them in parentheses and chomps. Because chomps yeah. yeah. are just they're all right if you got only ten cents. I suppose. Yeah, 30 cents now, I think. Yeah. They used to be 30 cents. 30 cents, wow. I don't know what's in between Kit Kats and... <laughs> picnic. So it went, went Peppermint Crisp, Picnic, Kit Kat, and then we're into the, like, you know, chocolate crackles and 
Turkish delights. Got it, area. got it, got it, got it. Got oh, it. God, I need more wine. And you can, if you want to add whatever you want in there, you can do that as well. Like Sweet. If, yeah, if well, you feel like you need to come up with your own chocolate bar to put into a spot that you don't feel like has been catered for already, yeah. you go for that. Like a half score. Having well, said that, let's go. I think we've score. sorted that we out. We need to have some half score. Yeah, yeah. you can chuck in like a crunch with a side of chocolate crackers <laughs> if you really hate it. That's great. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, and then you need to also rate it out of 10 <laughs> for my Instagram account. Because he can't work out his maths. I, <laughs> I can't work out the crunch uh, chocolate crackle conversion. Even though you made it up and you're good at maths. Okay, Tando. <laughs> yeah. What do you give the Diplo album? As far as chocolate? Yeah. Um, probably a four, a Kit Kat, a Kit Kat, um, because... While there were some aspects that were enjoyable, it left it left much to be desired. Yeah. I mean, look, a Kit Kat's good for when you want a Kit Kat, but it's not your first choice of chocolate. No, that's right. It suits. Right. It serves a purpose. Yeah, it serves a purpose. So yeah. because of that, oh. I feel like a Kit Kat is the appropriate rating for this record. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's like about a four. You're saying mm. you're yeah. giving it. She's, she's giving it rating because I, I remember we were talking about it way back two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Kit Kat was near the top, but no, we've got peppermint crisp. Well, we've got so much better things yeah. up I at the top. I thought the so. Kit Kat was better than a Mars bar and a Snickers. It depends. It was all subjective. Oh. Yeah, wasn't subjective. It? It's very subjective. Okay. So that's why the scale is really hard. We, we haven't <laughs> talked about Toblerones. We haven't talked about Violet Crumbles. We haven't talked Violet about Violet crumbles. crumbles. We haven't talked about chocolate bullets. Oh. I mean, Ugh. Oh, <laughs> yuck. Jaffers. Licorice. Oh no, Jaffers. Is <laughs> Sorry, <bottom>. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> sending it off. Okay, okay. Kylie, oh, actually, I'm going to go next. Okay, I'm going to give this. Um, Thanks, Tender. Uh, you know what? Like that, that I keep coming back to. Where's the soul of this album? And it's pretty devoid of a soul. This album, and I don't know. Like I could give this a five. I could give this a three. Um, so I'm going to give it a Kit Kat with a side of chocolate crackles, like just to sort of like send it down a little bit <laughs> just more. To make sure it knows that it's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to like because I do like Kit Kats, and I'm not going to like yeah. say Diplo's a Kit Kat. I'm going to say he's a Kit Kat with some chocolate crackles. We see you with a Kofa with yeah. a Kofa aftertaste. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Kylie. Ugh, yeah. Well, you know, as I said before, um, for me, it was like, uh, like I, I said, yeah. What's the heart and soul? And but I just wrote in brackets, it's business, baby, and it gets a ten out of ten for business. Yeah. But for heart and soul. I think it's for me. I would dance to it, so yeah, that gives me something. And I've got and there's some singers on there that I liked, even though I just saw it as all just a bit like, oh, it's a bit. I don't know, something cringy about it. Um, so, and things that we're not allowed to talk about because I talked about them already. Mm. But I'm so I'm gonna. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Mars Bar. No, no, because that's, that's got too many high points. Because no, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. Sorry, because I'm getting confused because I I really like. I don't really like Mars bars. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm going to have to say Snickers even though I quite like Snickers because they've got nuts in them, but it's kind of like it's a 5-6 rating. Okay. Yeah, that's a 5 or 6 rating because I don't hate it. Mm. I just don't love it. So That's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably pretty positive. Snickers. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're sitting on the right side and I like that you've done that because I have I normally say all music is good and try to ups, upsell and upscale, but yeah. today I'm just not feeling it. Just like I don't like the business and I don't like the soullessness of it. So, 
Yeah, I'm going to go down. So, okay, from Kylie, that's a Snickers. From me, that's um, a uh, Kit Kat with some co- uh, with chocolate crackles. <laughs> and Tando's just gone a straight Kit straight Kat. Kit Kat. Yeah. Kit Kat. Okay, that's uh, Diplo's self-titled album, Diplo. We'll be back in a second <laughs> with the second album of the night. I woke up like there's nothing they could do with me Went to sleep half drunk, still got the jokes in me Usually wouldn't televise, but they gloat to me Truthfully, nothing come new to me Nothing feel like notes to me Someone said I'm underrated, that was news to me Cause the fam eat good and sleep beautifully If you think them boy better, then prove it to me Bring nothing to the table, you ain't choosing a seat Take tequila with a mixer if you needed it sweet Just dial 1-800 and say you know me Humble flex, yeah I know, but they needed a seat I ain't one of these other brothers that they trying to be Imitation of flattery, baby, what sound better? Like getting a new Chanel with the off-brand leather. I might get the old Chanel with the cashmere swell. Had to roll up the sleeves so the drip drop better. Even in gridlock, don't shit stop. Anytime I spend out my lowest, which is... The second album we're talking about tonight is an album chosen by Tando, and it's Koji Radical's Reason to Smile. Born Quadro Arugenfi Amponsa. On January 4th, 1993, that's my mother's birthday, known professionally as Koji Radical. The same date, even, the same year. No, not actually. (laughs) The same day. Oh, day, sorry. Who cares about the year? There's so many years was. There's only 365 days. That's why it makes it interesting. Your mum doesn't look, it looks amazing if she's like, She does look amazing. Thanks, was. Beyonce's firstborn's birthday as well. 1943. She's... (laughs) (laughs) Fourth of Jan. She looks amazing as well. My mum wasn't born in 1943. That uh, would make her very old. No, she looks amazing if she is that she, old. Stop there, was because she does look very amazing <laughs> for whatever age she is. Known professionally as Koji Radical is a British music artist, creative director and mixed media visual artist. Mm. Well, you've got to be everything these days. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. seems like. And he, he looks quite pretty. His style has been described as a mix of grimy, hip-hop, alternative rap and spoken word. So since 2018, he's received three nominations at the MOBO Awards, including Best Newcomer, he performed at the 2020 Mobos Ceremony uh, Music of Black Origin Awards in the UK. He was raised in Shoreditch, London, by Ghanaian parents. Shoreditch? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I sorry. doubt that's their accent. Eric's <laughs> <So, RX laughs> way better at the um, going to Glastonbury like, than... Uh, you need to sorry. study that because, I'll you know, like that. you, you can go one, one street away and the accent changes, so you have to be very careful. Yeah. So he started out as a spoken word poet... After graduating from the London College of Fashion with a degree in fashion illustration, wow. he released his so first cool. music project, Dear Daisy Opium, named after a book he was illustrating while studying. His official debut EP, The Garden Party, surfaced in 2014 with help on production from Jay Prince. And the record saw him become something of a breakout star, earning him a support slot on Young Father's UK, UK tour. And the time he spent on tour helped to shift his output into more overtly political territory. This newfound sense of self, self, uh, sorry, this newfound sense of self found its way into Koji Radical's second EP, 2016's "23 Winters." His third EP, 2016's "In God's Body," which sounds like a good name, continued into the same vein, with a host of guest spots, including Shola Ama, Getz, and Obongjaya. In between making his own music and Ponsa collaborated with numerous artists with some standouts including his appearance on Mahalia's Water and MJ Cole's Soak It Up. A fourth EP 2019, Cashmere Tears, preceded the release of his debut album 2022's Reason to Smile. All right, well, so Tando, you bought this album in tonight. Like what, 
Uh, so a couple of questions, um, and I'll say both of them, then you can go for it. Like one, were you familiar with this person in the before we did this album tonight? Mm. And the second question, which I'm more interested to know about, is what did you think of the first couple of songs on the album? So okay. one and then two. I've never heard of this person in my life. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Easy. Check. <laughs> Scraping the barrel of suggestions. <laughs> but when I saw this come up in a list, because I think I just Googled albums released in 2022. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you were going to do Avril Lavigne. I was going to do Avril Lavigne. <laughs> hey, that would have been cool too. I think we would have had fun next with Next time. Because I think we're going to do Red Hot Chili Peppers next. I was going to do Dolly Parton. Yeah, I know that. I well, love that. I'm glad we didn't do that because I listened to that and it wasn't excellent. <laughs> <laughs> all that's music for, is that's good. For all show. music, all dollies are good. She's got plenty of time to be excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway, okay. So, what did you think of the first two tracks? That's what I'm interested in. Um, well, Reason to Smile, the title track. I enjoyed it because it kind of gave me a sense of like, I guess, who he is as an artist and what he's wanting to say. And you kind of want to do that with your first record. Uh, well, not your first record, but the first track of an album. Yes. Yeah make sure you solidify like you can't assume that the people listening to this record already know you yeah well, mm. you, well we didn't no i literally no. had no idea <laughs> and honestly the only reason why i thought this would be a good person to do it so one of my friends solly this is an incredible vocalist she was like posting like crazy when his album came out okay. so i think subliminally i knew that it was something that i should check out at some point so this was a really great opportunity awesome. to do that um my favorite line from Reason to Smile was back and forth with doubt while I reminisce the old me. Am I dressed for the occasion? Uh-huh. Oh, right. Well, yeah, as okay. a fashion As know, a fashion graduate. graduate. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking about. That's right. But also, I guess it's a metaphor, you know. I think like, you know, as artists, it was sort of dealing with imposter syndrome. Yeah, Maybe yeah. he sort Absolutely, of yeah. realised that he's in this like really awesome place, but like does he deserve to be there? And he's sort of battling yeah. with that. And I think that that was a common theme throughout this whole record. Yeah, and it's a survivor guilt. Mm. Yeah, that he mentions. Or does yeah. he use it as a shield, you know? Mm. Well, clothes are a shield. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, can, I talk, can I ask a question? Because I, I thought that first track was a really great opener, but I actually didn't like his vocal. Like, really? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, and his actual vocals mm. themselves. And... It was there was a real juxtaposition between the gruffness and the roughness of his voice singing, his singing voice, and the and the BVs, which were so mm. beautiful and perfect. Tiana Major Nine. That it was just really, it was sort of almost like I felt like Bob Dylan had come in and sung <laughs> on it. Like it was so, it was so gruff. Like I mean, I was Gravely. thinking like Roots Roots Maneuver, like who who. So had a sort of similar sort of timbre in his voice, but um, there was something that was just sort of like off for me um, in those first two songs. I just wondered if anyone else thought it, but maybe not. I didn't think that, only because, if anything, that juxtaposition would probably help, I guess. And I think people sort of see black men, especially like in just in the world and media, whatever it is, as like, ruffians and thugs and it's hard to see like that softness and that vulnerability so that i guess would have been a way to sort of highlight that he's soft 
and there is beauty to him in a way, I guess, whether that was like a, yeah, an artistic well, choice or like a deliberate thing. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, it would have been too obvious as a choice, I guess, to kind of find BBs that sort of match his tone. Oh, absolutely. That's, like, that's true. Reason to yeah. smile, you know. I mean, he's UK and like, because UK is different to America with, with the black men as well. It's like mm. everything in America is so pretty and, you know, polished and clean. And I, I like the black UK. Um, style the better. griminess. Yeah, I think it's it's more real and it's more human mm. and it's less auto tuned, and I yeah, it's like I, it's I, less less perfect. It's like more it's human. Less, yeah, and mm. so I mean, so that's that's what I thought. So I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear it as like a because he didn't do a lot of singing on the whole album. No, like, no. So like his first two done. tracks and the last track were the singing mm. tracks, which I thought was interesting. Like it was kind of interesting that as a spoken word slash rapper in mm. like working this that he would choose to lead with, with uh, a yeah, vocal yeah. especially when he's got such amazing singers on there throughout yeah. the whole thing it, yeah. was, it was just i just thought it was an interesting choice like, i've got nothing to prove <laughs> yeah yeah hey if you can stick in a, if you can stick past the first two songs it's gonna get in like, front. Awesome. Also, look at my clothes i look awesome <laughs> <laughs> sorry i interrupted sorry no, keep no, going, that, keep no, going no. with your with your synopsis we will interrupt sorry <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, I I've just kind of taken notes on the songs that I thought were stand out. Really, so. you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, um, as long as you rate it with a chocolate bar at the end. <laughs> <laughs> with the chocolate, I can definitely do that. Um, I liked Nappy. Yeah. Um, favorite line from that: Check my stats of open doors. One or two seats ain't enough for me. And it just kind of like again just reiterated this idea of like, I guess in society this thing of like. Okay, no, we have met our diversity quota. He is a seat at the table, you know, this person has had a say. It's like, no, no, like he wants to like overturn the whole structure of things, like building and creating his own spaces that, you know, black people can thrive and make decisions and, you know, help establish institutions for like future generations. Like it's not enough to just sit amongst what's already there yeah. he wants to do the extra and like create something new so i just i loved that i love that song too yeah my favorite i wrote down like i didn't write it for other lines it was like the, my neck's too wide my my lips too big my nose too wide my dick too big my dick <laughs> too yeah. big i love that, that yeah that was funny. like <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> But um, my fist too high, yeah. Like I'd written a note when Nappy hit, and I said I thought this song was okay, and it, but it highlighted that I thought his voice was suited to rapping as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to singing. Yeah. And but like I, I think the point I made, like I, I wrote a note here, like remember when like Miseducation of Lauren Hill yeah. came mm. out, and it was just like Lauren Hill can rap and sing, mm. like you know she can do both, and that was unusual, like mm. that you could do both. So like you know it's not that normal that you can actually you know, have that sort of flow and sing. So I don't think it was – I was trying – what I'm trying to say is I'm trying not to be mean that I didn't <laughs> like his voice that much, but I, I actually definitely think that when he started, like, rhyming, it was way better. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, because it's sitting, sitting in that, like, yeah, this is my thing that I'm, like, really good at. I mean, it's kind of uh-huh. like the first time I listened to, like, Cardi B singing her own hooks and I was like, oh, this is a cute moment. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> go back to it. Go, go back I to know, but sometimes, you know, like, you know how, uh, so, like, oh, sorry, the Japanese I think she's going to listen to this podcast, by the way. No, no. <laughs> Japanese people and Korean people, they got so sick of everybody looking perfect, like, because everybody, like, especially the Koreans, they went into this thing where they would start to um, operate on their faces to look manga. Mm. Oh, wow. And so, like, now, everybody's, they've gone to this, they've gone the opposite way. They're, like, somebody who's got, like, 
a tooth missing or a weird nose or a strange ear, they're the ones that everyone looks at like, oh, look at this. This is amazing. Because you get sick of it. I get sick of hearing the same perfect auto-tune shit. I want to hear who you are. Mm. I want to hear something real. I want to. That's why people wanted to hear Bob Dylan because it sounds fucking real. Like everyone wants authenticity. I don't really want to hear some fucking same shit over and over. Every fucking person in the world can sing. There's so many people that can sing. So many. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to hear something different. They want realness. But then again, when you've hit, you've heard something like. I don't know. Say, let's for instance think. Um, what was that girl saying? The monkey chick that did the um. Got the, no, that's the name of the monkey dance monkey thing. You know. All oh, right. Sorry. The monkey. Oh, for fuck's sake, you guys. What? Are you being racist? Well? No, we're not. <laughs> this is the way it came out. It's just like are you talking about. Um, um, you know what's her name? Tones and I. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, but you know, like so, so a voice that is so distinctive. Then you go. Uh, after a while, you're like, okay, I'm sick of that now. I've had enough. It's like you can get full on something. You know, it's like I got. We yeah, love. You've got to be careful how you present. We love yeah, bland yeah. because it's easy, and then some people some people can like you know like you, Tando you, people can push themselves into different things like maybe Beyonce like I don't know different people that can sing in different ways sometimes and make you feel different ways and mm. some people only have one setting and one gear and I'm like I don't want to hear that same gear all the freaking time like change yeah. it up man and that's yeah. why they've got all these guests I suppose yeah, but there's also some people that can just do everything and their message is enough or their tone is enough. It's like, and I sometimes I think if it's too grating, I don't want it anyway. That's Especially for a whole record, like if you're going to. Yeah. And good on him for putting his own distinct stamp at the, st- at the start <laughs> and going, well, yeah, I might not be enough for you, but this is what I am. So so then we got to Silk. Sorry. Do we think Silk was one of the oh. one of the good songs, one of the best songs? <laughs> I actually did, but yeah. that's also probably because I might be biased. I really love Masego. <laughs> So, so did you think like was it just me or the changes in the chorus rhythmically reminded you of the Jill Scott track "Slowly Surely"? Do you know this is probably why I liked it yeah. because I, I fuck with Jill Scott that hard. I actually wrote here that the beat is great, the guitar and chorus it's the are guitar. great. Great, the like, guitar and the beat was "Slowly Surely." Like that's awesome. Was, that's exactly. I'm, I'm going. What is this? What is this? I think I know what this is. I think it's Jill Scott. I think it's. And, and I had to go moved. back and I went into it in a weird way because there's this like tw- track by Dwell with El Renee like doing a cover of it like recreating mm. it and like I had to go to that track like what's that song by Dwelle and El mm. Renee and then doing Jill Scott like Jill Scott mm. took me literally half an hour to go in a weird way my brain works in a strange way anyway <laughs> Silk was a very cool track I thought yeah the chorus is awesome and it just like it was one of those it's so beautiful how it changed up yeah yeah I, I like I think the only thing that I always feel like that typical thing when you're listening to hip-hop where the MC is like I'm awesome I'm the best rah, 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 check my flow or whatever <laughs> yeah. to me this was a really like tasteful way of doing that without being like I'm the best my favorite line was Someone said, I'm underrated. That's news to me because the fam eat good and sleep beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and check that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which is sweet. But, you know, I He's read confident. I read later on, though, that, you know, like there was a song. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to interrupt. But realistically, one of his songs was talking about how um, it, that was actually kind of a fake ego like mm. he he's not really into yeah so like to push a man and all that sort of stuff is like um uh, like from there to like back to born and it basically talking about how um 
you know, as we were saying, he he doesn't believe he's all that good. He, so he, when when he actually tries to talk it up like a like a normal rapper, being like, yeah. "I'm all that, I'm all that," he's like, "It's really pretty and really nice," and which is why it's awesome on this track because it's <laughs> like, got all of, like these yeah, sonics but, of like. But he was saying that basically mm. it was false. I don't feel this way, but I had to like try it. I had mm. to try and throw myself up in the air, and then really like, but really, I'm just like just down here. So. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Which is cute. Because um, you never see the other side. No, you they don't. They never show you the other side. They don't. Like where I'm actually just catching a virgin flight when I said I'm on my yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that, Carly. <laughs> um, do we think like Shay Universe, her voice was so beautiful. Amazing. Mm. I even tried to sing some of that shit. I just couldn't even do it. <laughs> it's, it's great when you can hear a record you can do and it. hear like guest vocals that you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to try that. Do you know you her? Know? No. You will soon. You'll get to sing together soon. That's very sweet, Kylie. Um, I'm not even lying. So did you get a little bit disinterested in the middle when songs like um, Talking and War Outside did that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't write any. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't write okay. any. That was Khalees. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't matter My who it is. Like it sort of just got a bit sort of. It's not milkshake. It, I'm not it went a bit off track before we got to like FUBU. Oh, mm. It was FUBU. I think that's the next one I For had. Us by us. Which was like had that sort of Erica Badu chord progression in the verse. Mm. Couldn't kind of work it out whether it was or wasn't. But I look up the credits and it didn't have any reference to Erica, but kind of felt like something was going like on in the a back there. Nod without yeah. it being like a yeah, just enough of a change to not have the credit. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Sneaky um, backdoorways. Uh, I don't know what you've got written, but like on my. Um, notes I've got I really like the last four tracks mm. especially the slow jam soul influenced anywhere mm. which was cool um, I just thought production production overall on this whole album was awesome it was cooked I was like wow <laughs> like every every song like, even if I wasn't like really digging it lyrically or like thematically yeah. it, it was enough of a reason to listen to it from start to end because the production was just Always so interesting. It wasn't that sort of trope of just like a beat and then like a change and then another beat or whatever or like switching it up with a reprise or something. It was like it was like a band went in there and had yep. musical ideas Being and they really about. they thought about what they wanted it to be to support the lyrics and the narrative and really moved with that, which I really really loved. It yeah. felt. I mean, we use the you word authentic, but well, but I mean, like, like I reckon Maybe. I keep banging on about. I mean, we must be like the number one supporters of the UK scene because, like, mm-hmm. you know, every album, like, I can go through them, like the Laura Mavula album, the Zara McFarlane mm-hmm. album, Little Sims, S A U L T, Salt, the Leanne La Harvest album. I mean, they sound so freaking good mm-hmm. and legit mm-hmm. and just beautiful to listen to and interesting and. You can chuck this in there, like you know, it's mm. it's just interesting. Interesting is the yeah. word for sure. And it's just not it's not commercial, but like it's just like it feels musically it's interesting pretty, yeah. and li- really listenable. Mm. It's pretty, yeah. Um, and I think I might be just like I don't know biased because I'm a mum, but Gangster was definitely my oh favorite my fucking track. god, yes, play. <laughs> that's my favorite. He was singing, he was singing, he was and singing. it wasn't a fan. No, 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 it favorite. was the best singing song out of the three. Oh, it's Clearly, just the, the most beautiful song, song, isn't it? It was just like, yeah. I was like, hell yes, yes. Yeah. Just the, the love that he shows my to his mum throughout this whole record, yeah. and like she's on the cover and she's art talking as about well. Him like, you know? oh, I'm worried about going to school, and here the teacher's yeah. got to say about you over. And like all the interludes, like it was just so perfect, like just. Like just it's homage to like, yeah, to to the womanhood and the motherhood that he sort of witnessed in growing up and mm-hmm. helping him become the man that he was. Like for him to like 
yeah acknowledge that on a record like Absolutely. i just thought it was so awesome because i don't think enough black men do that mm. at all do you know like i feel like well it seems like that's the only thing that they won't do what is that like, but for me as a mother of boys and they listen to all this gangster shit you know and it's all about you know nigger bitch nigger bitch nigger bitch and i'm like would mm. you like it if somebody called me that you know and he's yeah. like but the only thing that they that they never ever that was always like I love my mama. You know, it's like, I love my mama. It's like, mama is number one. It's, mm. That's the only thing that, that you get from all that shit. Is yeah. Mama is number one. It's like one. Tupac did that hard, obviously. Mm. He really, really, like, you know. Yeah. And I, to not see that trickle down is always really frustrating. Yeah. So this was so refreshing because yes, it was like, he absolutely. is like, you know. So, you know, good on you, Koji <laughs> Radical. Yes. Good boy. Okay, so. Like, <laughs> We're mums, that's why. It's like, okay. Sorry, <laughs> No, no, that's fine. Um... Okay, so, like, this is my thing on this. Like, I think the album kills. Like, I think it sounds beautiful. The songs are cool. Uh, my my only question <laughs> is at the end of the day, like, do we think Koji can carry the whole thing? And I'm not sure. Like, um, um, there's, like, there's not – I didn't think there was a lot of variety in the tone or cadence, like, mm. and – Apart from where he actually does sing on K on the album, which is Gangster, like even that actually shit me a little bit because it's like, <laughs> tell the devil to keep away from me, yeah. Keep myself fixed me, yeah. Like I hate that. It's lazy, yeah. Like I'm, I, what, but that I mean, was the same when I remember years ago I told you about oh, the Anderson Pack thing where he kept on going the mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. I like, hate that too. Enough with the mms. Like you fucking just fucking play it on the drums, mate, or some yeah, shit. Just, just stop it. Just don't do it. Like instead of like, it's you know. It's a tick. It's like, how about we edit that out? Because... <laughs> <laughs> no? Yes? No, I... you just got your producer hat on. Me and her are having mum glow. I, I just think that there's a bit of, like, you know, agreement here, but you don't want to say. But, like, that. No, because we love that me. song, so don't say it. I didn't. Any more times. I feel like I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't. I feel like my. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe on like my 40th listen, I might be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right stop. Yeah. But it's percussive. So yeah. who cares? But I know? mean, like, we, we'll, we'll get that with it. Like, every every artist you listen to has their they have like, a thing, their thing yeah. that they do. Even though he only does it in the last song. Like, <laughs> so that's the only one he's allowed to sing on, man. One, two verses, <laughs> like two verses. Maybe that's yeah. what happens when he has some like manuka honey oh, and like yeah. he's a bit confident with his singing vocal. Like yeah. that's what comes yeah, out. Sure. Last time I'm all over this. This is kick house yourself. Uh, yeah. Anyway, like I dug it. I dug it. Um, uh-huh. But I thought there was a few things that stopped it from being complete, completely cohesive. Um, so yeah, what do you reckon? Should we send it to the rating scale? Or do you have a few more things to say, Carly? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. No. I just um oh I know I, I liked Nux I thought he was cool. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, I like that album then, as well. And him and oh, that album, that song. there's another so him and Lex are more is are more they're both like you know the North London. I like that. I do like the North London scene. I think that's all very cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just I thought it was great. And Shay's obviously yeah, and the nappy song that's my favorite. Yeah, got all that shit. I think we all we covered everything. I just I I liked that he's had his mum talking in little bits. And who was that talking at the start? Do you think? I don't. Do you reckon it was his mum? I don't know. Maybe? It sounded different. Like you can't tell. It's, I'm, I'm bad at that. I didn't and think I like that, that was. pusher man when he when he just was like, "Hate me out loud." I can't hate you at that volume. I love that. <laughs> That's great. There were some clever rhymes. <laughs> so yeah. many great moments. Yeah. They're very clever, and I don't see because you you see everything from 
producer land. I see everything from lyrics land. Yeah. And I, I thought the lyrics were fabulous. I thought he was just so clever and beautiful and yeah. and not a big, smarter, smashy bitch, you know? Like, mm. I just don't like I'm mm. sick of that. I'm sick of those fucking little poor ass little bastards that are like, fine, yeah, you got to show your ass and t- you know, tell everyone what a big man you are. But, like, really, we all just like a pretty boy who's nice to his mum, you know? <laughs> And looks good in a fucking yellow suit. That's what we like. (laughs) I mean, there's no doubt that I listen to music first, lyrics second. I mean, that's like, you know, I've got that's on record. But, um, uh, look, there was a lot to like about it. Like, did it fully nail it? I don't know. I mean, it didn't hit me in the head. Like, so, okay, so the first album that we reviewed, that hit me with the beats. I love the beats. Mm. So, this was like, for me, I I found it to be more more dreamy, a bit more, you know, soft and sweet. And it's non commercial. It's underground. Yeah, it's like, and so I was. I felt more, I related to it more. I wasn't so angst. I felt angst when I listened to the first album because I felt like someone's trying to sell me something I don't really like and I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. I might need to go ahead and buy a Volkswagen tomorrow. I don't want to answer the phone because I think it's somebody trying something. Yeah, so this one was like, oh, okay, it's all right. It's okay. I'm just going to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, he's a nice person. He's a nice boy. He's a nice boy. That's all right. Yeah, Yeah. I listened to it. So it was very kind of background to me. But Mm -hmm. then when I listened to it closer, I didn't feel, I didn't feel scared to go closer. You know, mm. I don't feel like, I was like, oh, that's nice. I can listen to this when I'm cooking. Yeah. And then you'd hear a bit and like, oh, I like that. I like that story. What's that story? Go a bit closer. And, you know, especially with like, I like the accents of the, I like the British accent. Yeah. And I like, yeah, so good. I like the accents and I like the stories of, you know, the, of, you know, the, these, it's a black centric album, mm. you know, and. And I was like, I, I like all their stories. And yeah, and then to have the, the Ghanaian mum talking in the background, I think that's hilarious. I don't know. It just, it made me feel good. I liked it. Mm. Yeah. It was nice. Like and I felt overwhelmingly positive. It was very yeah. positive, yeah. 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 I mean, it's his first release. So, really? you know, it's wow. his first album, mm. proper album. So, mm. I mean, full credit. I mean, that's it's a really strong. Yeah, and also I didn't feel like he had to go. And, I mean, he did, he did have a lot of, a lot of guests. But not as many as well. That's the old UK mate, way. That's the UK way Diplo, yeah. of not like you know doing it yourself with a production, not a big production yeah, but, crew. But Diplo had a billion guests. Yeah, but that's just that, all shares. Because you know, that shares in the songs. Shares. Yeah, because yeah, I don't understand these things. Was you know you have to tell me because it's business. Yeah, mm. but so is that business for him as well, or is it just because what no. he's only choosing black people, and a lot of them don't seem to be that rich. I think it's just be his community, like you know, mm. and which his, and which his I'm people. which I'm a fan of. Yeah, I'm me into, too. I'm into community and. Um, yeah, and that so it seems like so if this is his first album and he's got all these really nice people on there, that that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Really. All right, let's take it to the Peppermint Crisp unofficial rating scale. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give it like um a Kit Kat bar, not like a four thing that you snap off, not a fingers. I'm going to give it the bar, which is like what, you know the whole thing. Yeah, like a bar. <laughs> no, like one, like one of the four. That's no, no, like no, a one not point. the four, not the four yeah, so things. A like Kit Kat, just to, just to let you know, a Kit Kat's worth four points. So if you give them one, that's worth one point. No, no, four to six it is. It says on here four. Oh, okay, what's a six and a half? Well, Snickers slash. Oh, okay, I'm, gi- I'm getting a Snickers and what's above a Snickers? Picnic. Yeah. I'm going to give a Snickers with a curly whirly because I like curly whirlies. So really? Yeah, so that would be like if I went to Seven Eleven on the way home and I wanted to get something <laughs> that wasn't too filling, I might get a curly whirly, or I might get a like a big chocolate frog, like a one dollar chocolate frog, not oh, a little like, one, like the big. Why one. wouldn't you get a caramel koala? No, 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 I don't like the caramel koala. Curly whirly is going to pull your fillings out. No, no, I've, I've scrapped that. <laughs> I'm going a picnic and a chocolate frog. Oh, 
which is like a six and a half from me. Okay, maybe even a what seven. About no, I'm going to give it a seven. Frogs. I'm going to give it a seven. I like it. Seven? Seven, yeah. that's good. A, a picnic and a chocolate frog is a seven for me. All yeah. right. So... So what is a chocolate frog's worth kind of like, what is that worth? Don't worry about it. Just, That's it's, like a bonus. It's worth a seven. It's a bonus. It is. It is. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to give go the whole way and give it a picnic because I don't think it's worth a picnic, but I'm going to say. Chocolate frogs have like fillings. Chocolate, <laughs> no, they don't. Chocolate frogs are solid chocolate. Shit. Really? Yeah. Well, you because yeah. you you can have the variations. Oh, yeah. you can have the variations. That's yeah. right. Frodo yeah. Frog, they got like the pink one and the green one. I yeah, remember but one don't, I threw I, up no, just, I was a just the straight one. one, the straight milk chocolate. Solid, one. yeah, solid. Oh, the solid one dollar fifty one. The big one. from the charity chocolate boxes. <laughs> I'm not old school. I could school. say Birdie Beetle, but I'm not saying that. I'm Ooh, saying the chocolate that's frog. Then no, you wouldn't like that because I think it's got a little I bit. I love Birdie Beetle. It's got um. Coconut in it? Oh, no, it's just got yeah. shards. It's got it's shards, shards of coconut. Shards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Listen. All right. Okay. Moving on, Tando. What did you What do you think? Um. Listen. It's a peppermint crisp for me. Um, Ooh. Yes. But but Whoa. also. But also. But also nine. Like not all the way ten. Yeah. But like it's not ten. I think okay. the, the production. In case he does a ten next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to give him some buffer. <laughs> Some yeah. room to grow. Yeah. But like lyrically, I thought it was awesome. There were oh, so yeah. many moments I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Like I literally like payback, payback. That was such a great, anyways. Um, I love it. But very much agree with what you were saying was like there wasn't em- enough, I guess, variation as far as his delivery for me. It was yeah. nice that he tried to sing, which was, you know. Oh, like, try very, poor baby. It was there we go. It was good. Now the truth is coming out. Yeah, but out. she's a fucking awesome singer. All singing is good. I bet but he can sing yes, better than he you. He did try to sing. <laughs> he did try. He so I, I definitely have to give him points for yeah. that because he could have just like. He should have tried later in the album for me. <laughs> <laughs> not open with not it. Open with it. <laughs> so wow. Sorry. But like honestly, yeah, the, all the messages, like yeah. the flow, like everything about it, I really loved. And I actually really enjoyed listening to it just as a, like as a body of work. It felt cohesive to me because everything just felt like one thing went into another and like lyrically and thematically I relate to a lot of what I was listening to. So I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, I'll Ooh. definitely be listening after Excellent this podcast. Word usage. Peppermint crisp. <laughs> wow. She said words with like six syllables in. <laughs> She's been doing word all I obviously. did not. I did not. <laughs> I don't think it was, I don't even know if there are words with six I syllables, are there? I don't. I just Super made that up because I don't know words good. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's not a real word. Uh, Kylie, what did you give it? Okay, I gave it, uh, let me think. Well, give me the scale. Come on. All right, take give, it. Give me a number. Show mama the scale. Yeah, well, you know what? I liked it a lot because uh, it was relatable. Stories from the heart, sweet, and it was big business, but only for black people. <laughs> and I would listen again. So I'm giving it a picnic, which is eight mm. out of ten because I like it. Okay, very, very Ooh. love it. Very good. Like I think there's, I'm, in, I would really be interested to see what this guy is like live. Mm, and, that part. Uh, I mean, he might do yeah a lot more, I imagine. <laughs> but um, he'd, he'd only do it if he knew you were an audience. <laughs> I wish I could say it like with that sort of surliness that he says it with. But, practice um, was I just can't, practice. I will. Maybe I'm going to say sam- it a lot. I might get it my um, what my sample and just like be able to start pushing it in. Every <laughs> when you're time at work, every time you say a sentence, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it'd be interesting to see where this guy goes with his career. Because it, how old is he? Uh, he'd be 28. Oh, or just turned 29 actually. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what is Saturn return? Just finding himself. Okay. Wow. There you go. There you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I love that you know that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just like just blew us both out of the park. Yeah. Then. Grow up, people. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a peppermint crisp, we've got a picnic, and we've got a Kit Kat with the Freddy Frog. That sounds like a really good picnic. It does. No Which pun intended. I quite to a seven, eight, 
and nine out of ten. We'll be back in a second with the third album of the week. All king, everything, call me Shia from the traces of royalty in my blood. All king, everything, call me Shia from the traces of royalty in my blood. All king, everything, yeah. I tap dance on your medulla obligata wearing Prada. Pull your car to do your dirty, think of the Ramada. Smoke a lot of trees in the breeze with the suntan. None can't shoot my dreams down. Screw you, gunman. You're unplanned. Actions get you fractions in that one hand. Who's hotter than divided trap houses with a spun fan? Elza, my poetry will paralyze. Picture poison darts, aerosize. It isn't sterilized. They know the name, but wouldn't speak it after dark three times in the So the last album that we are looking at like this week is the Elzai. Georgia and Muldrow um, collab and the uh, album is titled Zeitgeist. Uh, a gifted MC and outspoken critic of commercial hip-hop, Elzai began his career rubbing shoulders with Wajid and Dwele. Hey, the Dwele. Like, yeah. I think what that saying is like, I'm like down, like with the, like, the 90s hip-hop. Oh, you're cool, like, yeah. And the Neo Soul <laughs> crew. And... Um, and the other gifted Detroit artists involved in the city's flourishing late 90s underground hip-hop scene. And after an appearance on JD's groundbreaking, JD, J. Dilla, groundbreaking 2001 albums, welcome to Detroit. Also, I joined the producer's crew, Slum Village. With JD spending more time with other artists, Also, I became the producer's replacement, beginning with the group's 2002 effort, Trinity, past, present and future. Two more albums from the group, 2004's Detroit, um, Delhi. Taste of Detroit plus a self-titled effort in 2005 appeared before Elzai began focusing on his solo career with the 2008 release, The Preface. The Preface. Uh, he reunited with some Slum Village from 2010, although one of the fellow villagers, uh, Batin, died before its release. Blah, 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 blah. I could keep talking. Um, he sprang back into solo action with mixtape Elmatic, conceived as a tribute to Nas. Which I freaking loved at the time. So I don't know if anyone, like uh, Will Will Sessions, a Detroit um, instrumental group who do sort of funk covers, but also do like hip hop instrumental covers. They did this um, instrumental version of the you know the seminal Nas album, Elmatic, and it was awesome. And then um, Elzai decided to do his own um, verses over the instrumental um, album, which is just awesome but with a sort of real detroit slant as opposed to you know new york slant that nas had on his one so it's a really great album and when we came in tonight you obviously had the elzai stuff on spotify and it had gone into mixtape mode yeah and the will sessions track came on like <laughs> came in i'm just like yeah yeah i remember you played that to me a while ago north yeah, side yeah. represent yeah. that's so cool um so uh what else um yeah so the georgia and Muldrew side is, um, you know, she's a part of the fabric of LA's hip hop, jazz, soul, avant garde scene since the sort of mid 2000s. You know, she's got a really impressive discography and a reputation to match during her career as a vocalist, songwriter, producer, and a musician. Um, in 2018, she signed to Flying Lotus's Brain Feeder imprint, um, a record label deeply embedded in LA. Um, she first lit up the scene with her debut album, Alessi Fragments of an Earth, in 2006 on the um, on Stone's. Stone's Throw. Um, it was there that Georgia met, befriended, and collaborated with the likes of Madlib and uh, MED, uh, Wild Child, DJ Rooms, and her future partner Dudley Perkins, aka Declaim. 
Uh, she co-founded the Some Other Ship Connect record label with Dudley in 2008, the platform and a springboard for many of her musical travels and that has have expanded and extended down myriad pathways under numerous monikers, including Miss One, Patty Blime, um, Electro Fusion collaborations with DJ Rome's uh, called Black House and Astral Jazz Outings. Like, I mean, you know, she's, she's massive. Mm. Um, the Jazz Outing with uh, Jotte, Jotte, um, a project that earned her the Jazz Album of the Year honours at Charles Peterson's Worldwide Awards 2011. Um, you know, she's got a rich musical heritage. Um, you know, she's got respect from peers such as Mo's Def. Um, she's like, she's kind of like Roberta Flack, Nina Simone, Ella mm. Fitzgerald. Like, she's, she's amazing. Um, Erica Badu, which she's collaborated with. You know, Bilal and Robert Glasper invited her to perform on the Miles Ahead um, soundtrack in 2016. So, like, you know, she's solid. Mm, so, so, look, I might go first. Um, like, so straight up the intro track for me, once it was dispensed, we're straight into a slab of old school rap. Mm. You know, set up the sample and, you know, the best rhymes win. Like, this guy's, you know, legit. Like, you know, he's got the runs on the board. I think straight away you can sort of tell from the flow and the way he sort of, you know, spits his rhymes. That, like, he knows what he's doing. Um, I did like Amnesia, which was track one, was no, track time. two. Hmm. I This is weird, but I thought it really suffered a little from the vocals not sitting in the track properly. Like, it felt a little bit karaoke. Like... <laughs> Like, the, here's the mix and here's the vocal on top, but it wasn't sitting together and it mm. wasn't... It was really annoying me. Um, but, like, that got rectified on track three every moment. Do you think it was meant? No, I don't. I think it was a bad mix. Really? Because yeah. it was like, you know, don't, didn't like don't forget it. things. You know, it's like basically Alzheimer's, amnesia. Don't forget <laughs> Don't forget you're loved by someone, you know? It was like, I don't know. That's really good. I love that. Yeah, no. It might have been a gimmick. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, that would be... At this level? It'd be sort of like... At this level, would it not be... Koji Radical singing <laughs> on the first on. couple of tracks. I mean, like, you just shouldn't do it. Like, you know, you just should get your mix right. Don't get too clever too quick. Mm, I get it. Um, look, but, like, I mean, it got rectified on track three They forgot moment. what they were doing. There's <laughs> a hint in the title. Um, and it set up a run of probably the best three tracks on the album. So track four, King Shit, was, which we played first up, was my favourite. Um, and that was that felt like really straight out of the Slum Village playbook with very like Theolonious vibes. Mm. Um, look, I kind of thought it would be really easy to have really direct references to the early 90s, like with the sort of boom bap beats programmed. And I think, you know, subconsciously I was looking for this because of, you know, how he raps is that really sort of 90s sort of rap style. But, you know, um, what I realised as it went along is, is it felt more present day. Like, like understanding I thought was a good example of this mm. with what sounded like a, like a real kit was being employed to, to do it and the BVs gave it a real sort of 70s Philly soul vibe. Was and that Georgia singing on that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. She sounded really Nina Simone on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like that's highlighted, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so, like, I'm a bit in two minds. Like, I, like... It could be like you know that that maybe it should have been recorded and then sampled and then played back in <laughs> like to do like to give it that sort of hip hop stuff. So, like it was a bit of it's a bit fucking with my brain a little bit this mm. album in that like it was done a lot more live and she'd sort of recorded it all. Um, and I love that and like 
I, and when I sort I sort I sort of had to deprogram myself to go. This is not a '90s hip hop album. Yeah, this is a yeah. modern hip hop album. And when I thought about it, it, sort of had that sort of dry salt S A L U T vibe to it, like in the production mm, yep. style. Um, and so, and I also wanted to shout out to Far Side with that that horn and mm. that song, which is freaking cool. Um, I thought the use of BV hooks throughout the album was really strong and interesting. I thought she's she was really great, and and that track already gone. Like the BVs basically carried that yeah. whole song. <laughs> it was so cool. Mm. Like it was amazing. Um, I really like the rap on pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Made me get out and look at the lyrics, which I don't normally do. <laughs> Every which word's is great. Yeah, it's, cool. it's very clever. It very was clever. very clever. Um, <laughs> and you know, obviously written from someone who's in his forties and just sort of a perspective that's sort of you know, there's shades of grey to everything. Everything's not sort of you know, mm. one or the other. Mm. Um, the the negatives for me, and it's not really a negative because I think he's this guy's in his prime, like, and he's really underrated vocalist. Um, his tone, as I said, is is beautiful. His flow is amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I just had issues with how the the track was mixed with his vocals was mixed yeah. into the track, and I, it felt disconnected sometimes. Which, although it's minor, it annoyed me enough to like want to talk about it. Um, uh, yeah, sometimes I just didn't feel like he was in the music, but outside of the music. Uh, so, like, it went from being, like, a for me, from being a killer album to just maybe just being a notch down. Um, I mean, like, did she produce it all? Like, is it, well, she would have produced all the music and he would have... Um, he would have put his stuff Yeah, put his thing over the top of it. So, like, I just thought it was a bit of a mix fail. Like, in, who can we blame? Oh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get... Let's, you, when you guys talk about it, I'm I will get scale. in there. And let's let's <laughs> blame. That we can separate the blame from what the <laughs> album could have been. Like, but it wasn't on every song. It was just on some songs. Mm. So, um, well, let's look up who the producers were on that. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll finish. But I wanted to say, like, as of this morning, the most played track from this album on Spotify, which was the song, song "Strangeland," has had sixty-two thousand plays. Ooh. And look, we've reviewed a lot of albums on this podcast, and most of them. Most of them would be way worse than this album. <laughs> and and just like there's so much good music out there that is made and played by people who are like at the top of their game. And just because like, you know, Elzai himself didn't fully break out as a solo album, he's been anti-hip-hop and anti-commercial, like doesn't mean like this doesn't deserve like a lot more listens than 62,000 plays, I think. I think he's legit. I think he's like like a really a big secret you know, in the in you know the rap game, and he deserves more attention. And I'm going to listen to this album a lot this year. Yeah, okay. that's that's that is my thoughts on this album. Who would like to go next? Tendo, I have some thoughts. Excellent. <laughs> We'd love to hear them. Um, hearing you talk about the mix is really interesting because I didn't even pay attention to that at that's all. That's great. So uh, anyone who listens to this podcast will go, I bang on about the mix way too much <laughs> and I think about production way too much. No, but it's good because it might sort of change my perspective on a few things as well. So on the way home, I will definitely be paying attention to that, 100%. <laughs> will you ever listen to self again? <laughs> <laughs> After tonight, we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, for me, um, from beginning to end, I just kind of got the sense that He's a jaded old guy. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, Jaded that's fine. about a lot of things. And I just, okay, Amnesia. Um, Elle is that nigga. Your favourite artist sees me as a threat. I was like, who the fuck? Uh, this guy's <laughs> got who, attitude. I like him. I, I didn't like think that guy. at all. I was like, um, <laughs> no. Who's Elle? 
Who are well that that's what he was calling himself yeah. and I was Elsa. like I was like uh, how how are you gonna start I your thought you meant like learner like Elsa. Oh no, I mean like no. Your favorite artist sees me as a threat. Okay. I was like, okay, that's a that's a big call. Straight in. Let's let's right. go. Are you and then every well this, this yeah. is the thing. Every song after that, there was always like that moment. I know I talked about this a little bit with the Koji Radical album about how I thought it was refreshing that he wasn't like Yeah, he wasn't super doing like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so to come into another record where it's literally Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So I really tried to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. But it just got worse. Um, <laughs> he never took his dick out of his hand. No, no. Every moment. He never said he had a big dick, though. He no. did because he, did, he, did, he doesn't. Never. But that happened one time. One time it happened. Uh, yeah, um, let's let's just dig into these lyrics. Come on, just piece by piece. Um, every yeah, moment tonight. To, uh, today I might just eat your favorite rapper's rhyme book. Yeah, cool. Um, I really liked the hook in that song. Um, it was great, but again, uh, king shit. Of course, we were to expect that it was going to be another one of these tracks. Um, who's hotter than Nevada? Where's my throne? Where's my where's my crown? Very that you know. It's like Elsa. My poetry will paralyze. Great, that's wonderful. That's really really good for you. What is it um, like? Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, <laughs> This is heading deep into Turkish delight no, territory. It was just <laughs> my rhymes are bottomless, <laughs> hip hop bottomless or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, look, it, to his to his credit, to his credit, he's got a really, a really great flow, and yeah, yeah. you know I thought the beats were great. There were a lot of really great like <laughs> rhythmic choices that he was making. Like so, while I didn't care for the lyrical content i could appreciate <laughs> his musicality and like how he was hearing where things would land and some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of his choices so like i'll definitely give him that um <laughs> my mind's changed for understanding and i love the reprise <laughs> of understanding yeah, that was very cool wasn't it it's beautiful obviously georgia did such an incredible job with her vocals on that so i was like okay cool let me give this another chance <laughs> um already gone Loved the hook. It was great. I really like how the snare in the beat was like just that little bit ahead. It kind of kept me like, yeah. I don't know what it was, like whether it was or not, but it sounded very much like, mm. but that being said, I didn't like the sound of the snare they chose. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it could be a bit. Oh, I like this. A bit more now bottom end. Deep. I yeah. love this. Well, yeah, it's because yeah. I just remember how it sounded. Absolutely. And, and where it sat. And this is why I was saying. I agree. Of, like oh. it was interesting the choices they made. It wasn't yeah. traditional hip hop yeah. in regards to the the sound pack they were using and it wasn't it was live I think. yeah it literally sounded like they literally took i don't know like an sm58 and just like <laughs> hit like a really shallow snare like maybe like a timbali or something like that and they were just like that hadn't been tightened i, I feel <laughs> i feel really bad that we've given her an sm58 tonight now knowing how much she hates uh, them can we no, give, no, no. i've got a snare here <laughs> no no i love them for live love them for live so this is great but if you're using this like drum sound as like the thing that's driving your beat i yeah, don't know yeah. I liked that it was ahead, but I didn't like the sound of the snare. So that, that's fine though. It was yep. great. It was a great beat. Um, there was a really great light in that. Maybe it was on the same track as his vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever makes that track needs to do better. Um, I really liked this line. New classic, like a cassette tape streaming. I was like, that's really cool. Oh, that's clever. That yeah. is clever. See, so like words yeah. with vibes, you know. So at that point I was like, do you know what? Maybe I misjudged this record. <laughs> Maybe I misjudged. Um, I, think, I think there's a lot of tongue in cheek so with open. this guy. Like I know there's jadedness. I love that. But yeah, yeah. I had to. But, you know, 
Then I heard Nefertiti. Oh, Nefertiti, yeah, yeah. And he lost me. Yeah. Um, She's so up and down and back and forth, but you're so open. I love it. Uh, I ha- listen, I mean, I don't know if he, is he so ever going to listen to this. If only we had another album to do tonight, like it might be full open. Tell, tell. I said it had the potential to yeah. be just like so incredible. And I, I wanted to listen to it and be like, wow, I feel so empowered and like appreciated and loved as a black woman, you know, like here's this ode to black women and I'm a black woman so I should feel empowered by hearing a black man speak like this about someone like me um no (laughs) (laughs) I was completely completely put off because he said this like this line about like not like the lady marmalade types like what the hell do you mean by yeah, what that? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you saying? Like, are you slut shaming? Like, what, yeah. what do you mean? Like, because he was talking about a real queen, like, and then he name dropped these. Obviously, would have been like, I don't know, intellectual like black women who are seen in society or in their communities as like upstanding examples of what women should be. Yeah. But so if you're not that, then it's like, okay. Yeah. And then this line about not afraid to wear the knots in your hair. Um, if I want to wear a lace front <laughs> European Remy bleach blonde Marilyn Monroe kind of wig. Yeah. I will do so. And it doesn't make me less proud to be a black woman. And so I will still be loved. And I'll still be loved. So you don't get yeah. to make a Sorry, comment Elzai. about that. Sorry, Elzai. <laughs> I don't not... get to put a bag on this bitch's head. Yeah. This is the thing. I really I really get frustrated because the chorus of the song was amazing. Mm. But the verses were saying the opposite, the opposite thing. Yeah. So I yeah. was just kind of like, so which is it? Like, are you, yeah. are you empowering and uplifting black women and like letting them be in their power and, and, and be in their femininity? Or are you just kind of being a hotep? <laughs> a <laughs> what? A hotep. Just like what is that? A black person who's just very like, kind of like a white supremacist, but black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I've black, heard, black supremacists. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. are very like, like anti anything to do yeah, yeah, yeah. with. Join bikey gangs and have swastikas and stuff. Yeah. No, not quite. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> not too like far, that. too far, Carly. <laughs> too far on the other side. No, but I mean like. I've heard pe- of those. People who like look down on like interracial couples, um, who are trying to preserve what they think is like the black culture. Okay. See, the song being called Nefertiti for one, I was thinking it was going to be one thing and then it turned out to be another. And I kind of felt like, ooh, okay, um, this obviously isn't for me. It's not speaking to me. Yeah. Um, if I'm not lathering my body in shea butter and uplifting the black community on the daily and <laughs> speaking words of affirmation onto black men and uplifting them and helping them realise that they're kings, then I'm not doing a good job as a black person, yeah. as a black woman. Yeah, and that's how I felt. And I was like, a white wig. Yeah, well, it's probably that. Like <laughs> he would see that and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it, I didn't feel like it was for me. So on your knees. I think after the experience of listening to it from beginning to end, and I listened to it a couple of times. Is I thought you was. <laughs> I gave it a good. <laughs> I gave it a go. I gave it a couple of goes, and I really so tried kind. to to see past. But as soon as Nefertiti came back again, I was like, no, I can't. I, I'm but not fucking with this. Sorry, because when I kind of what I kind of said when I come to these albums and I see mm. there's two writers and there's two producers and two you know people that bring it. So there's him and there's Georgia. Could it be that they're her? Some of them are her lyrics. So could it be that the good bits that we like are her lyrics, and the bits that he goes, "Yeah, it's my turn." <laughs> his lyrics. You okay. Know, like- the first verse of Nefertiti. <laughs> Let me be the first to say that I'm amazed with all that you do. That's some real magic, not voodoo. <laughs> like 
a worker craft <laughs> to become a goddess. Damn girl, you swagged out. Tell me, no, I can't do this. This is this is weird. Sounds quite weird. No, in your just voice. no. Get through it. Get through but, it. Yeah, it's really it's important. I, I want to know. Damn girl, where the you swagged out. Tell me how you stay so modest. Honestly, I'm trying to know you well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sweep you off your feet and out your red bottoms. How how they treat you like you mental and don't have a head problem. I'm sure that you're not immune, but you don't stay in bed sobbing. I'm amazed with the person that your father taught and who your mama raised. Not them lady marmalades. I'm talking real queens, someone like Coretta Scott King, Shirley Chisholm that have been down the road, some ism. Yeah, what does, the the fuck, drop what, what does that mean? Conversing about yeah. the stars and a lot of makeup, and, but you're good at the, hiding scars. Nefertiti. Nefertiti. But see, like, what's the first line? And something about... Um, let me be the... Oh, which one? Keep going, just read me the first No, the first line is... Give me the first four lines, bitch. <laughs> You're not a good brown woman. <laughs> Let me be the first to say that I'm amazed with all that you do. That's the some real magic, not voodoo. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, the modesty thing. Mm. That got me I should like, do it in my when, 90s. Like, when you go shopping... Voice, like, um, yo, back up now and give a brother room. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> when you go shopping in Broad Meadows, they have modesty shops, yeah? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it's like... like you need to be modest as a woman, yeah? Mm. So you keep yourself nice and I'll be happy. That's what I hear from that. Yeah. It's like I will have more respect for I you. Get, yeah. I get to tell you how to behave and you get to be on your knees when I say and you do what I want because you are, you know, perfect and amazing if you fit inside these parentheses. Thank yeah, you. It is a bit weird, isn't it, actually, reading through it? Yeah. It's but that's what I'm saying. But but she but she is cool. So like how is she allowing this? You know what I mean? Like so I'm saying like who writes what and how do we know like which part she's doing like maybe does she I don't know, you know like uh, maybe she didn't They're both writers. Maybe she didn't hear it from the perspective of I guess any other random black woman. I think maybe she might she be She seems just a powerful so... black woman to me and it seems like she wasn't there on the day. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I feel like she probably would have called him out and been like, listen, I don't know. And also put your lyrics in time. (laughs) You know, I think the fact that there's, it's a combination of like, obviously you've just said was that he's not like, he's not as, because you talked about the streams and like the listens. So obviously he's not as, I guess. He's not, not in a commercial way. Not in a commercial way, but I guess, yeah. I mean, I've got more than 39,000 streams on a song and I'm definitely not commercial. <laughs> so to me, no one's listening to this. Maybe. I, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the rest of the world can tell that this is a bit of a problem because no. if he's talking about I'm your favourite artist as as a threat or whatever and then saying all this stuff about how amazing he is so, so, and then being a misogynist in the same <laughs> fucking record, yeah, yeah. something's not translating. I mean, it's okay maybe, to, I think it's okay to have a healthy ego. <laughs> Healthy ego. Yeah, yeah. You do have to talk yourself yeah. up, but the misogyny is not so good. And make excuses uh, for you know, uh, and make rating scales for yourself to make up. Yeah, but you that's know, part of the show, Carly. That's you, not me. I no, never no, wanted no, to do no, that. I, I don't mean Ari. right now. I mean like making, telling your friends in in your shop where you were oh, yeah. feeling uncomfortable about eating your dessert, and you were going, "This is actually one of the best desserts in the world," and it's told by blah blah blah. You know, making up stuff to suit your space. But um, <laughs> maybe you know how you can buy. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying that you make things up to suit your world. Oh okay. yeah, that's, that's sometimes fine. like that's fine. So, but like, and that's okay. But maybe he's making things up too. So because you know, kids can buy likes, mm. and maybe because he wants to be outside the square, he wants to be like I'm off the scale. I'm not all that. I'm not in the. He can like put it down to like less likes, you know. Mm. But you know, now that you sort of pointed that out, and you were talking about this whole anti-commercialization of hip hop, and that's sort of his whole thing. 
I don't know if it is I'm his so whole thing. I'm so underground. I've only it got 34,000 likes, you know? If it's in his bio, that's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah. So otherwise, <laughs> it wouldn't be. It's like, hey, I'm shit because no one listens to me. So I'm just going to say I'm anti-shit. Oh, I saw these things about you in the paper. I'm like, I wrote that shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, yeah, I'm all down with bios. Like, bios are, you know, you've got to be on your game. And that is clever. Yeah. So I'm anti. Because then it's like, here is the reason why no one's fucking with my shit. It's like, no, no one's fucking with this shit because it's terrible. Having said that, I'm still going to give it a peppermint crisp. <laughs> yeah. That's enough from me. <laughs> we can see you. Those are all my I know, like all like super valid. Like all of that's valid. Like it's it's just it's interesting. I always find it's interesting how people like perceive music and what mm. they listen to and what what resonates with mm. them. It's so it's just it is interesting because but like I, mean, I don't I've I listen to it. Oh, this production is sick. This music is mm. reminds me of Slum Village, which was also freaking misogynist as fuck. But like, I don't like as a as a instrumentalist, a musician. I love the music, and I'm like, I was I sort of tune out to that, and it's like mm. it's not great. Like, and it's 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 interest, well, yeah, interesting how we perceive before, music. When, when I was talking to my son about why do you listen to this shit, and he's like, I like the beat. And it's like, and yeah. basically, when you and I are talking about songwriting, it's like nobody listens to the lyrics, Carly. Just fucking get on with it. It's like li- rhythm and melody. But people rhythm do. And yeah. melody, you yeah. know, like really. Yeah. But it's then it's only because you forced us to sit down and listen to these songs that we're like, hey, you're actually a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we wouldn't have even like, because it honestly would have been like so yeah. background. If I'd listened to this, to just what I'd have been like, yeah, this is sick. You know, I would have heard the, the, the chorus of Nefertiti is awesome. <laughs> like it pops off. I would have been like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then the rest of it was would have been, oh. you know, out of sight, yeah, out of mind. Don't so. really care unless you yeah. had to learn it for karaoke. And That's then you'd be so like, what? interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, what are these lyrics on this screen? That's right. <laughs> what the fuck? What was the word that you said that was wrong before in the uh, um, lyrics? Modesty. Was that the one? No. No, you okay. said another one before that was like. <laughs> anyway, don't worry. Started with a D, I think. But it was supposed to be something else. It's going to buy dumbing it down. Yeah. And it's like, maybe, I don't know what the kids are doing these days. Maybe they're thumbing it down. Thumbing it. Maybe they're thumbing, <laughs> yeah, thumbing their, it down. Maybe they're thumbing their lyrics, uh, thumbing Thumbs their like, notes of like dollar notes out, like thumbing it, like thumbing it. But no one's using cash. They're thumbing it down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. Thumbing I, it down. I've never seen someone in Gen Z do this. It could be thumbing honest. it down, like it's thumbs down. But like, I'm thinking, I'm hearing dumbing it down, but that's just because I think they're. Dominant. Yeah, they they were wrong. Hey, hey, um, <laughs> they hey. got their own lyrics wrong. No, but you know, when you watch the news, in um, and you watch it when it's if you're at the doctors or something, and you watch the 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 lyrics come up underneath, somebody's typing that in, and they don't oh, and they, they don't go. always get it right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. And, and like the lyrics for um fragile the other day, it's like a delicate heart. It actually says on um, somebody's put in the lyrics as better lick it hard. Oh, what? <laughs> Which awesome. is obviously not the lyric. Yeah. So this is why I sometimes question things. Yeah, <laughs> and as you should, as you should. Okay, well, I'm really interested to hear what you thought yes. of the album, Carly. Well, I'll give you the truth, right? Everything that you guys have said of cover because I pretty much cracked the shits by the, the middle of <laughs> wow. it. I was like over it. Wow. Well, okay. I, was, I was like, you know, it was all very nice. The thing that I liked about it the most was her. I mean, him it was like, oh, I don't even know. I couldn't, you know, in the first half of the album, I was like, I can't quite find out who you are. I couldn't quite get to who you are. I was like, you sound a little bit old school, a little bit boring, a little bit not very, not angry enough. Like, you know, I feel like I was thinking, oh, fuck that three albums of rap. I've had enough, man. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a singer, right? I'm yeah. not really interested in all your shit you got to talk about for fucking hours. Like, how many words can you say in a minute? Okay. Enough now. I've yep. had enough. Yep. So, yeah, I was a little bit bored. Okay, tell us what you really think. 
<laughs> like everybody's told me too much shit now and I already listened to the news today. So yeah, um, I was interested to hear about what she had, you know, going on because she seems like a person of note. Um, but she didn't have a handle on him. So I'm a little bit like, yeah, look. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, and especially because it just came from like the other two were so like um, commercial. I the thing I felt that was okay about this that I didn't mind was that it felt it did feel like a nineties album to me. Mm. It felt a little bit like Sly and the Family Stone. It felt a little mm. bit like who were very nineties. Well, that's what I mean. It felt like you know, <laughs> I think you slash seventies. No, but I was singing that shit in the nineties. You know, oh, okay, cool. like, yeah. no, but just like, to, like no, I was listening to that shit context. in the nineties. Yeah. Like I was listening to sorry, sorry, I was yeah. listening to seventies shit in the nineties, and this felt like. That it felt like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, nineties hip hop was seventies samples. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't full of samples. It wasn't full of guests. It was just these two people making a nice thing that I thought was lovely, and then it just sort of like oh, I started to snore about halfway. And I'm sorry, it was just like oh, I had enough. Like you're not like I expected her to be some sort of Angela Davis kind of fucking heavy hitter. Like come at me, like what do you got? And then like your fucking lyrics are out of time and your fucking shit's boring. Like <laughs> mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Oh, that's, sorry, next. That's, nah, that's harsh. <laughs> All right, look. Yeah, look. I'm sorry. Look, you no, know, don't I, be sorry. I tried to start making nice notes about everything, and then All I was music like, is good. Really? Come on. Yeah, I mean, and as I said, like I started to think it was nice about. No, nah, I can't even. Be, I can't be bothered. Nah, <laughs> All sorry. right, no. Nah. Let's take it to the rating scale. Nah, sorry, Tando said everything that I wanted to. That I thought she said very interesting things about it, and I'm just going to say things that don't fit in with all music is good podcast. No, no, sorry. Thank, <laughs> I, 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 I love that you went so deep into the lyrics because, it. like, it's right. really awesome that you yeah, know, we, we for me, I was like, you're saying to too many lyrics. words now and I can't be bothered listening anymore yeah whereas I had to listen because I, yeah. I just I didn't want to just base my opinion off the first five songs. yeah good on you good on you because I was just like yeah look I, I mean that's me you're a kind and nice and open person I'm just like yeah I've had enough of you I'm going to turn this way <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this anymore all right let's take it to the rating scale rate it Kylie uh well what don't I like okay <laughs> <laughs> love it. Do you know what? I really love bounties, but you've ruined them for me at this rating oh, scale. You can just go freestyle. Yeah, look, I'm going to give it a chomp because chomps are cheap and nasty. Although, no, you know what? I feel a bit sad about that because I know that they put a lot of work into it and I know that they tried and it was like, I don't know, I, I wanted her to be better. I wanted her to, I don't know, something about it that I felt like it, it, I felt like it wasn't. You know, like the rest of it was fucking big business. Like this didn't feel like big business to me. And that's what I, I wanted that. And I wanted it to be better because of that. Like because it felt authentic and it felt a bit more like music, even though I was fucking sick to death of rap. Well, you should have listened to this first. Do you reckon no, if you listened to this first? No, I listened first, to it first. Okay. I listened to it first, but I was, it bored me at the start. And then I listened to the other stuff and I was like, oh, I'll come back to that. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to their mothers. I'm sorry to their mothers, but they should have taught them better. Okay, so um, I'm going to, yeah, I have to just give it a chomp because it's like really kind of really, I, won't, I don't need to listen to this. Are we talking again. like chompy threes a, or fours? Chomp like, is a two. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, two. I'm sorry. I know no, you love it. Don't be sorry. I, just, I wanted to love it. I just really wanted to, but I just. All opinions are good. I don't want it to be like thrown away because I because it's not big business and because uh, I like that it's not big business. I just didn't think they tried hard enough and I thought mm. they were a little bit rude. So there. <laughs> Okay. Fair. Fair. Tando? 
Um, look, I'm going to give it a Kit Kat 4. Okay. Because there were lots of great moments musically. There were moments. Lots of great moments and I'm not, I'm not going to discredit the man's talent. Should he I look, listen back for the great moments? <laughs> if you listen to Already Gone... And yeah, understanding, yeah. I feel like you, it'll probably yeah. help like sway you a little bit more. Bit, yeah. um, and obviously showcase Georgia in a way where it's I was like, yeah, this is, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the different, it was a saving grace for me. Yeah. Um, but I just think because of my overall, overall feelings about, I feel like I know the kind of guy he is yep. now through yep. this record and he's not someone I'd ever like to make the acquaintance of. So, so he's not going to be your friend. Uh, <laughs> if I meet him in the street, I'm going to be like. Good for you, buddy. You yeah. must be very proud. But if you have to sit with him yourself. in a green room for like two days. I'm not going to talk to him. I'll be on TikTok scrolling, yeah. watching all these black women in, in wigs, blonde wigs, yeah. and their lady marmalade outfits and be like, look, we're empowered. In, women, their, in these, their immodest they're, clothes. They're women. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, I wonder what he thinks about like Megan the Stallion. I Fuck, love I'd Megan love. The Stallion. She's the, that See, album. I, I would was love just to insane. hear like what he thinks about her. Like <laughs> so that would just good. be so amazing. But anyways, yes, a Kit Kat, oh, four out of ten. Far out. Like I feel like okay, I was gonna give it higher, and like you know, like it. What? <laughs> give it higher. Don't, <laughs> don't, do, don't you worry want. about no, us. It's not. It's because like you know, it's as I said, it's it's just interesting how we consume music as people because you know. We consume it so differently and we take so so many different things away from it. And, mm. you know, my my blind spot of not listening to lyrics <laughs> has a way of coming back to bite me. You don't care about lyrics. I, don't, I don't, don't care about lyrics that much. <laughs> like, I don't listen to it. It's sort of like all about the, the rhythm and melody. Like, it's mm. melody and rhythm. And lyrics sort of like, eh, you know, like sometimes I listen to them and sometimes I mean something, sometimes I look them up, but not often. Um <laughs> So maybe I should start like changing my rating scale to be like <laughs> rhythm, melody, lyrics. I actually think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these would be song rated time. But that would actually involve a lot of work. You know, to actually <laughs> well, maybe like maybe one album. Maybe. That's right. I should do that. But maybe the guest album. Can you think of a really good album that's got good lyrics that you could maybe make him listen to? No, we just he, does, he doesn't have a time to listen to any Art is so subjective. I, I can't do that. Yeah. I like Beyonce. She listens to them though. I reckon I was going. I reckon I was going for like a higher than um, Koji originally. So I was think I'm still going to like sit in that that arena of a um, what did I give it? A Kit Kat? Kit Kat yeah. with a, with a, a side of like a six point five or something like that. A Kit Kat, a Kit Kat with a Fredo. With a Fredo? Oh, yeah, the other one was a oh, chocolate cracker, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No chocolate sorry, crackers. Sorry. With no, 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 no horrible Kofa involved <laughs> yeah. for me. Um, I'm, just, I'm going to sit in that seven range mm-hmm. again for, okay. for musicality, which I really liked. And, yeah. and I thought. Because he didn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like. Rhythm and melody was was Rhythm very strong. And melody. <laughs> no, he yeah. said it was okay. He can have that. He can have that. The, the lyrics were out of time. They were. They were fine. <laughs> Rhythmically, they were fine. They were all fine. I mean, like no. I mean, not out of time. Like, like placed incorrectly. Okay, so we've got um, we've got a we've got a Kit Kat and a Fredo Frog, and we've got a Chomp, and we've got a Kit Kat. Is that, is that about right? Yeah. That sounds sounds good. like a bloody nice time, really. Excellent. Like it, you know, all music is good. It's, all music is good. It's not horrid. Not always, it's but most of the time. My favourite. Anyway, um, Tando. Bring your toothbrush. Tando, thank you <laughs> so much for coming in tonight. I hope it wasn't too painful for you. I had the best time. I've never, <laughs> never had to think about music like this and I felt safe. 
to say what I really felt, so that's awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. We love that. Well, if you that. feel tomorrow that you don't feel safe about it, like we will. I'll we'll send do you an email. Bad luck. <laughs> and then, and then we. I probably it. won't get it. But we'll <laughs> Take that out. Take that out. <laughs> and, and we need to talk about what's coming up for Tando. Look, just she's in got case stuff we, coming up. Yeah, well, I don't think we are allowed to talk about it, but she's got some stuff coming up. Some stuff that may be soon, happening. That may be happening in a broader multimedia sense and a more commercial sense. That are uh, you know that we probably don't need to talk about because you will probably know about. You'll probably know about. Yeah, it very soon. All, all so you hard. need to know about it is that I'm a really great actor. <laughs> That's as much as I can <laughs> you tell didn't you. Didn't even need to say that. And also, <laughs> we're going to enjoy seeing you in a broader multimedia no, sense. Somebody whose name rhymes with Chando <laughs> is going to be on a national television show, which we saw on the television on an ad. So we can say that much. Right. Well. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck that. to Chando. Good luck with that. Good luck with what's probably already happened. Um, and good luck with everything. Um, and so after whatever that happens, like what 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 happens then? I'm gonna go on tour. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I'm allowed like, to do. Can you take Charlie with you? <laughs> I'm gonna go on tour. Yes. The, well, that's uh, yeah. that's the prerequisite for me. Like I feel like I'm in a good position yep. Yep. to make the call for what I want to make a thing happen. So. And that's kind of at that level where that would happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You pre- presume. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Let's see so whose hands I land in. Running basically. the show. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm not running shit. Let's be honest. No, Charlie's running the show. Oh, Char- yeah. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. still to be determined, isn't it? Like that. That that doesn't get determined right to the you know till you find out, does it? No, nobody knows what's okay. happening yet. Can't no one knows what's happening. Right. Okay, no one knows what's happening. Was I don't I don't know. Like I, nobody I d- knows. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know how it works. I know that um Nobody knows what it's like going on tour with a three year old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, I do. <laughs> I'll need some I tips. I did that with Reggie. I'll need great. some tips. Yeah. Well, all the best. Thank you. Yeah. I have a, yeah, it good sounds luck. like a, whatever happens, it sounds like I'll vote be for you. an awesome year. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a really good year. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. It's it been like such it's an amazing year. really good life already. <laughs> so, yes. Kylie. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. I'm very excited to see what comes from opportunities. Yeah. Awesome. That's well, great. We think you're fabulous. We Thank do. Thank you. you for coming on. Thank we really you. appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, so much. I just want to make like I just want to stay here all night and like talk rubbish and then just like edit those bits in. <laughs> Let's do another one. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> uh, all our guests are always welcome. Surprisingly enough, not many of them do come back. <laughs> They don't take up the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, thank you again no for stepping into the co-host chair. You've been amazing. I'm sorry I'm not Arik. But, you, but you thanks are for buying a new car. Everything that Arik isn't. So thank you for that. <laughs> thanks, Arik, for this opportunity. Thank you, Tando, and thank you, Was. Um, that's been the All Music Is Good, episode 37. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>